So that's not they a selling point. They're already on borrowed time, and they're trying to act like, hey, post 9-11 furnace. <laughs> yeah. This doesn't know the old world. <laughs> wrench a deck. That's what they call it, right? Ren- wrench on hey, a... Hey, want to come over and wrench a deck? Hey, oh, yeah. Uh, hammer some nails away on that puppy. <laughs> it would make for a great story, though, when in like three to five years on this podcast, we have to talk about how Annette left before the pool boy who took care of the pool <laughs> she oh, didn't even want. So help me God. So a pool she didn't want, but now she's uh, engaged to Enrico and they're leaving the country <laughs> and you're just shaking your fist. Enrico! <laughs> I mean, everyone's American, right? We're yeah. America! Hey, welcome to America! <laughs> Damn that, Enrico. <laughs> Matter of time now, right? Oh, we're not getting a house with a pool. <laughs> Can't do it anymore. Guarantee you that. That'll be in the back of your head now. Up until, you know, six months in, you realize, boy, I don't like taking care of this pool. we got to hire it out. And you start exclusively looking for, like, Russian women (laughs) instead of Latin men. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's not going to be Enrico. I know that. (laughs) I know that much. It's the Stephen Kyle Podcast. It's Monday, July 24th, 2017, the year of our Lord. Boy, has it been a a whirlwind couple of days. Yeah. Boy, it feels like I just saw you. We didn't speak, Mm -hmm. like, at all yesterday until this morning when I said, hey, what time do we want to record? Yeah. It feels like... I dropped you off <laughs> 10 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say 20, but yeah, 10's pretty close. Um, the the Boston trip, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about it at great length uh, a little bit later in the episode. Actually, coming up probably next Yeah, it won't episode. be too long. Um, My goodness. But yeah, man, that was, uh, that was a trip. That was a trip and a half, and we crammed it all into like 12 hours. We, we sat... Before, without divulging too much early on, we sat at the bus stop going to the airport and we looked and said, I don't know if two men, two people, mm-hmm. could have fit more in this city in nine hours than we did. Yeah, I think that we, I think we did Boston right. We, um, we crammed as much in. And I think that the really depressing part was when it was, uh, what time... Would we go back to the airport around seven o'clock or so? Yeah, and seven. We, yeah, and we sat. Uh, we're sitting on that bus stop bench, and we realized, huh, we're not going to be home for another eight hours. Still, we had a work shift left yeah. to be home. One of the most absurd things ever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah uh, plenty, plenty of tales from that coming up. Um, but yeah, my God, what, what a whirlwind. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that what in a little whirlwind. bit. We also have. Uh, I have an update on some house hunting stuff. Are these just uh, going to continue being updates until you both decide just stay here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, probably. Because in my mind, this is going to be like month eight, <laughs> diary log two. <laughs> yeah. This one had different color than she liked. Like it's going to end up yeah. with you and Annette on the outs. Oh yeah. Because suddenly, why don't you just like this? Yeah. Paint color. Yeah. <laughs> I like mid-century modern. She wants farmhouse. <laughs> But you might be surprised with the update that I'll give in a little bit. Oh, boy. Tell me where we're moving. <laughs> you might be surprised. Oh, man. Might have a bit of an update. Oh, God. I we tell looked, you. Well, put it this way. Uh, between 
since the last time we recorded, we have looked, we have walked through mm, eight. Oh, wow. Eight houses, I wow. think. Man. Yeah. Do you think one of them's the winner? I don't know. I don't know, I, I don't know why I asked you and then I answered, but. <laughs> well, it's building suspense. You yeah. know, that's what we're doing yeah. here. Um, trying, I, to be, trying to be coy. Right. Well, I feel like it needs to be said. If I type in the new address on Google Maps mm-hmm. from my home and it says more than 25 minutes. Okay. I hope everybody enjoyed this podcast for what it was. <laughs> and our early sentiments that said, we don't want to number them because there might not be another one. Yeah. Those that may come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we'll just do like all those other garbage podcasts that everybody does. Where, oh yeah, you know, we just skyped in uh, three people on one. Like, right. no, I'm sure we won't step all over each other or no, anything no, like that. No, because there's never a delay with that right. at all. It always sounds perfectly fine. Right, man. So you, I got here. You were telling me that about how your non-functional Sunday took place just because yeah. being exhausted. Right. I mean, and exhaustion's one thing, but it's most people's days, let's argue what whatever science would recommend, 16 hours, 8 hours of sleep, yeah, right? Yeah, and exactly. even in that, it's 8 hours of work, per se. Right. So you and I decided to up the ante with our Saturday, <laughs> yeah. where it was just 24 straight hours with a few cat naps on an airplane in a car. Yeah, every now and then. And, uh, I mean, none of it work, but walking in the sun and everything. So you're telling me about your Sunday, and I... When I left, I was like, oh, I'm going to be the same way. I'll be lucky if I leave the couch. And next thing you know, Sunday morning or a little after 11, and I'm out there, I'm mowing the lawn. <laughs> we got we got plans yeah. to go see a movie. Yeah. It, it, you know, yesterday, despite I slept in until 10, which is pretty late. Right. I would have slept much later. Yeah. Um, but Annette it came downstairs at 10 o'clock. I think it was... She wanted to wake me up, but she knew that I was going to be kind of pissed. So she sugarcoated it by bringing me literal breakfast in bed. How nice. She comes downstairs. She's like, I made you breakfast in bed. I was like, oh, I can't be mad at you now. That was that was the nicest thing ever. That would be fantastic. So, yeah, we'll get to I'll, I'll get to a little bit uh, a little bit more of that later. But um, we we I think we'd uh, we need to talk about something that happened last week that surprisingly is an update to something that happened the week before. Yeah, and I'm trying to think if this surprised me more or the initial encounter, but it, I, I think in hindsight it has to be the initial encounter. Yeah. Because yeah, the, we didn't the, expect that at all, right? No, Whereas and the second one I am not surprised at all. So we wrapped up the summer softball season last Tuesday with a tournament loss uh, in the first round of our tournament. Thought we had him more than okay uh, to get. We wanted to get out of this city anyway, so it, job well done, team. And yeah, we we achieved our goal. Yeah. So <laughs> of just of uh, failing in the tournament. Kind of. What's the word? Uh, like where you see things coming, omniscient, whatever. You premonition. Prem, yeah, you, yeah. You before the game, you asked me like, "Hey, who plays after us?" Yeah, because we were the six fifteen early the, game. The, the way that this league works, there are uh, games on Tuesday nights at six fifteen, seven fifteen, and eight fifteen. Yeah. So we're playing the six fifteen game, and I said, oh, boy, "I wonder who's I wonder who's playing after us." Knowing full well that it was going to be the team that um well that we had an issue with the previous week when uh the guy the the first baseman 
threatened to uh yeah to attack our pitcher attack our pitcher and yeah. then yelled at you and you know all hell broke loose right yeah, that's it was, the only way it was it was stupid, we yeah. we discussed it in in length last week so um this is weird because I haven't thought about this in like five days. Well, because it's so been there's, such so everything there's a else. good chance that I'm not going to remember. Like right. you're going to have to fill in parts of this story yeah. for me. Yeah, and I came in a little bit later, so you asked that, and like you said, of course, because karma, it had to be that team, right? Yeah. So about halfway through our game, I happen to turn around. The parking lot is in like past the outfield fence. Yeah. So I turn around and I see. Uh, like four or five guys gathered, basically sitting on the on the um, tailgate of a pickup truck in uniform, and yeah. I'm like, I don't think that's our buddies from last week. I didn't even was, see that. It was their. I, I know. I recognize the uniforms. I thought, oh, God. All right, here we go. So just, as our game is getting close to to ending, um, their team started walking up. And uh, I think we were the visiting team. Yeah, we last were the week. visitor. Yeah. Well, don't you know it? They were the visiting team in their game. So, so they're they, headed towards our bench. So they came and they standed, standed, stood directly behind our bench. And uh, so I purposely, I just didn't make eye contact. Kept up, you know. Our we're we're playing a game. I'm paying yeah, attention yeah, yeah, to the yeah. game. Talking to guys on the bench, joking around. And uh, so our game ends. We lose a million to one. And normally we're out of there pretty quick. Yeah. If we're going to chit chat, well, the team, you know, whoever six or we'll go sit in the parking lot for the most part. Sure. Chat. I'll take off separate. This week was a little bit different. Joe, uh, we were we were talking and trying. We part of the team wanted to get like a, a pitcher for us all, which I think would have been a nice, uh, nice thing to do. Mm-hmm. Didn't end up happening. Not of our own will, though. Yeah. From my point of view, which five feet away from you, mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out like, hey, where is everybody? Did anybody leave? Like, hey, let's get a picture. I yeah. say, and nobody's listening, which is pretty typical, right? <laughs> well, you're yeah. the you're the skipper, right? Yeah, yeah, but uh, so that means automatic disregard. <laughs> so I turn I I turn around, and I see you, and a player on their team, five five feet apart, mm-hmm. and I see you talking, nodding your head, like, okay, okay, but subdued. Yeah. So when I'm watching this happen, I think, oh, this guy must have apologized. Like we're working it out because it's it's like I said, there's no exaggerated motions. There's yeah. nothing big happening. Yeah, it was just, it was a conversation. Like like if he had said like, hey man, how'd you guys do tonight? Uh, you know, we lost. Uh, we didn't. Yeah. Well, good luck tonight in your game. Hey, thanks, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. So like it was that that tone until I overhear. Number whatever his name, the the first baseman, the yeah. guy, as it turns out, yeah. go po- lift his hand and start pointing his finger mm-hmm. and going, and I would never say that, okay, never. So don't say that again. <laughs> and he's pointing at you, and to your yeah. credit, you just say there, you go, okay, All right, okay, which I think probably infuriated him more. Yeah, yeah, that I didn't get that didn't you get didn't get a off. rise because I think, well, as we now know, he wanted a rise. Out yeah. of somebody, anybody, it didn't matter. Sure. So at this point, I overhear this, and I don't know why I did. I'm down. I'm down a limb, and I decide, well, I can't let this stand. Yeah. Well, to go back a little bit, uh, what he actually said to me because I was walking, I was leaving the bench. Yeah, and uh, we're headed the same way. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like fiddling with my with my phone or something, and I look up, and he's standing right there. He, I'm 
I'm, he came to confront you. I have to walk past him to uh to to get off the bench. Yeah. And he says to me, "Hey man." And I'm I didn't even recognize him at first. And I'm like, "Oh, okay." And I see his I I I remembered what number he was. Yeah. So I thought in that split second I was like, "He's going to apologize." And honestly, I would have been if he had said, "Hey, things got out of control last week." Sorry. No hard feelings, you know. Yeah. Didn't mean to uh, it sucks that it got carried away like that cuz I had some of the responsibility in that too. Right. Um but I would have said I would have put my hand out. I would have said, "No problem, man. Just, you know, let's keep it fun. Let's we don't want nobody nobody's out here to get hurt. We're not winning the World Series or anything." Yeah. So I was in my head I'm I'm like, "Oh, this is going to be, you know, this is going to be cool." I Everything will be everything will be smoothed over. Nothing's going to go wrong tonight. No, no, of course not. So he says, "Hey, man." I said, "Hey, what's up?" You ever call me a douche on the radio <laughs> again? I'm gonna kick your ass. Oh, is that what? Oh, wow! Yeah. So I didn't realize it even started off that aggressive. Oh no, no, no! He, he went uh, from zero to hundred pretty quickly, and I just looked. Reminder: at Yeah, grown man, easily mid forties, right? Yeah. My God. So I said, you are. Okay. And then I said, you know, I don't, I don't think I called you a douche. To which he was having none of that. He said, yep, you did. No, you did. We can go, we, we can, we can listen to it right now. And I said, let's do it. Yeah. And then, I don't know, I, w- I guess if you're making a claim, like, well, let's listen to it right now. I guess I thought he would have it. Ready. Like, pull yeah. out his phone and he'd have like the podcast or something. You said it. And I'm, I, I was like, look, man, honestly, I don't know if I did or not. I may have, but there are five people in that room and we took a lot of calls during that segment. So I'm not doubting that someone called you a douche. I, I can't take responsibility for it. I may have said it, but I, I'm not positive. I'll say this. So I was there. I, w- you know, I was mm-hmm. in studio screening calls during that whole discussion, right? Mm-hmm. So that whole discussion took place, I think it was two or three segments on the radio. Yeah. So it ended up going a little like 30 minutes. I don't remember hearing that word. I think that there's a chance that one of the guys that called in... A caller. Um, he was, I think he was from Pennsylvania, like Scranton or something. Yeah. And he was the one who said, he, he was like, oh, no, no, what he did was totally justified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I remember that. And I kept reiterating to him, like, you, it was a... It was a ground ball. You, oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Totally fine. Totally yeah. fine. I screened that call, and I remember asking the guy, and I said, no, you're serious, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, man. That's like a capital offense. Yeah. I said, okay, I'll put you on hold. <laughs> like, yeah. But I, I seem to remember him saying somebody was a douche. But I, I don't know. I don't remember everything. Right. I And I don't care enough to go back and listen to, like, 30 or 40 minutes worth of right. radio show. It's just, it's, Boy, in hindsight, I might dig it up. I mean, at this point it does, it's no good, but I might go back, yeah. listen to the podcast segments. Cause it was, like I said, it was two segments maybe. And, uh, just to see, because I don't remember, like I said, yeah. I don't remember hearing the word. If, if I did say it, bring it in. Well, just if you hear it, the word I'll bring, yeah, yeah, absolutely. bring it in and yeah, we'll figure it out and we'll, we'll play it. But, um, so it was right around that time. Uh, yeah. Cause me and him, kind of went back and forth a little bit and then that's when you said you kind of poked your head and you're like oh what's going on here yeah 
And uh, I think I, I was like, well, he threatened to kick my ass. And that's when you said, oh, cool. Yeah, this is still going on from last week. Right. Huh? You haven't let it go yet. And um, that he got he got very defensive and um, said, I said, look, man, you threatened to hurt one of our players. No, I, I never did. I've been playing in this league for 20 years and never in my career did I say, would I say something like that? And I actually laughed at him in his face and I said, you just referred to playing men's league softball as your career. Right. You referred to it as a career. And then he go, he took the like, yeah. So yeah. What do yeah. you, you, you yes. tell me you don't do this four nights a yes. week. So, what? so, <laughs> and, and, uh, so, I, okay. It's like this is, it's obviously going nowhere. So we're just, we're bickering back and forth. Then, uh, <laughs> Rusty jumps in between me and him. And yeah, so he, at this point, there's three of us, yeah. right? So you're there. I step next to you. Yeah. And then Rusty jumps in Rusty. because, because it's escalating now. Like voices are raised. This isn't where we've passed chit chat level yeah. because now I'm within two feet from him. And I think it was right before or no, right after Rusty jumps in, but I'll, I'll let you recap mm-hmm. what he said before it took the turn that made me the most mad. Well, Rusty jumps in and he says something along the lines of like, well, get a cooler job. If you want to talk about stuff on the radio too, right? Like if you want to talk about it on the radio, be on the radio or don't, did you talk about this to anybody at your job? He said, and, uh, but yeah, he was ready right there too. Right. Right. Yeah. So he gave me the warning of, um, the next time you talk about this on the radio, I'm going to kick your ass. In my head, I'm thinking, well, if you were serious about that, you would do it right now because you have, like, I'm literally one foot away from you yeah. and you have the opportunity to do it. Yeah. The fact that you're doing the whole, huh, Watch next out. time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, real ballsy. Like a, slap, like a slap on the wrist from dad here. Yeah, it's real ballsy to say that when you know that after this interaction, I will never see you again. Right, in a million years. So... I didn't hear the initial where he told you he was going to beat your ass. Like I said, I came in late. I thought it was a civil conversation. So at one point, I'm in the middle, and I actually tell him, don't you have a game? Go on the field. Like, just get going. And he points at me and goes, I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> like, and I'm like, I throw my hands in the air. And what we've neglected to say is no more than three feet away from us are two city, not employees. They're umpires for the game. Mm -hmm. They're on behalf of the city, right? Yeah. I throw my hands in the air and I look to the umpires and I, I go, are you hearing this? And one of the guys, I think umped our previous game. This other guy I had not seen before, but can only be described as suburban Wilford Brimley. (laughs) Good description. He's laughing. Mm-hmm. And I say, he just said he's going to beat my ass. Like, is that like, seriously, are you going to do anything? Are you going to say anything here? Yeah. And he keeps laughing. He doesn't even say anything to me. So he see the, the, this player sees the umpires laughing and me, after I said that to him, he goes, been playing here for, since I got out of the military, man, everybody knows me around here. We're like, they know you because you're an obnoxious, loud a-hole, yeah. not because it's like, hey, there's you know, there's Jimmy. Everybody go say hi to Jimmy, right? Mm-hmm. So that's where I lost my temper, 
And we started walking away, and I started yelling at the umpires, Oh, yeah! Effin, laugh it up! This is all an effin' joke to you guys! And I said, this is the reason we left this city. Years ago, this is the reason we're leaving again. Yada, yada. No words. Until the umpire finally goes, Hey, you guys, your game's done. You need to go. (laughs) We were trying! (laughs) Now... Also worth noting, at this point, nearly everyone that's left on the bench from our team is standing right there. Yeah, it's a huddle. Uh, tough guy from the other team. I noticed no one was really, none of his teammates were really like two, defending yeah. him. And I feel it's because they know that he's the problem. Right. They ha- And they're, the majority, I'm sure, does. So there has to be, I'm guessing, uh, like, there's two people, maybe. Who from a distance? They weren't even there. Like right there, I overheard like, ah, call him a douche. Yeah, get him, Johnny. Like, who are you, short stubby yeah. dude, trying to feel grounders for your practice on yeah. slow pitch day? So, oh, we- oh, 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 I forgot about the his his one line, and uh, because then it it turned into how um how they it, he was softball guy and he was super serious. And then he dropped the the mother of all insults on our softball team when he said, maybe you guys should just be a little bit better then. And I said to him, wait, you mean we're not good at softball? To which anyone listening in the world would be able to sense the sarcasm. Right. To which he rebutted, yeah, well, you said it first on 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 the radio last week. And I actually said to him, yeah, I know. I'm actually making fun of you right now to your no face. Idea. No idea. Oblivious. No clue. So an update that, so so that essentially ended that interaction. Thank goodness. Uh, me screaming at the two umpires as, as we leave. Um, a couple of updates from that. One is kind of depressing. So one of the, what seemed to be good guys on uh, the other team was their pitcher. Mm-hmm. And we get to the parking lot and he was either running late or not pitching, whatever. He was walking in and Chris, one of the the injured teammates, mm-hmm. saw him in the parking lot, walked up to him and said, Hey man, I just wanted to let you guys know. No hard feelings. Yeah, I saw them talking. I saw them yeah, shake yeah. hands. You know, I know it wasn't on purpose. I was just, you know, I had to get out of there type of thing, which kudos to Chris. I wouldn't have done mm-hmm. it at that point. And I don't know if that's holding a grudge or what, but I I'd have still been a little bit sour, I think. So Chris, I ask, I go, hey, what went on? Because in my mind, he's asking, like, hey, who's that guy, mm-hmm. right? One of the pitcher's concerns was that you talked about him on the radio. <laughs> was it really? Yes. So if that goes to show you, like, even the good guys on that team who seemed to be nice and genuine, like, because he was worried about wait, Chris wait. when he got hit. The uh, big beard. The guy with the beard was concerned yep. that I talked about him. Yes. Not the not the douche. Yeah. What a, I the only thing I remembered he was, he was had, that there was speculation that he was the one who who hit Chris, which wasn't true. I don't think, but I I, I don't know if that I, even I, got yeah. mentioned. No, I think it did, but I honestly I wasn't sure. I thought right. that from our uh, from our message, our team message on Facebook, I thought maybe that, I thought I had seen somebody say, "I'm pretty sure that the guy that hit Chris was the pitcher from right. the first inning," which even still was not. Look, bottom line, 
no one's names are mentioned. Right. So the only people that know who we're talking about are the people that were there at that game. Yeah. I I apologize to that guy because I did well, I did not mean to to. Uh, but his name wasn't brought up. No, no. But still, like I I feel bad. I I legitimately feel bad about that. I didn't want to make it sound like I didn't want to accuse him of doing anything right. that he didn't do. And so I thought that that's what the case was. Sure. That w- I was not trying to you know lead anybody on or or, or lie about that or anything. I yeah. honestly just thought that that's how it was. My mistake. Um. But he was, like I said, he was one of the good guys because he was, right when Chris got hit, he was the one trying to, like, hey, man, like, mm-hmm. you okay? And go and running onto the field to check yeah. on him. So there, I don't remember there was any malicious uh, ideas about him, if he even was the one who hit you. Mm-hmm. Because, again, we're talking in this recreational second-tier yeah. slow-pitch softball game, the percentage of people who should be able to pick exactly where they're going to hit the ball are minuscule, right? Yeah. And... There's no chance that he was one of those people. Right. Okay. So that happened. So in my mind, I'm already like, okay, well, even the nice guys out there, they're, they're all a little bit concerned about, don't call me names. Like, don't make me, don't make me look bad. Yeah. So that was the straw enough for me that I ended up emailing the city and said, hey, I just wanted to lay out exactly what happened for you the last two weeks. This is why we left years ago, and our hand was forced to play here this year, but we will never be back, so I laid it out for him. This was 10 o'clock at night, right, on Tuesday, and just said, I know you're probably not going to take any action on it. You're filling softball leagues up. You don't really care. People are As long as people right. are there, he's awful at it anyway, right? Mm-hmm. We did, I didn't even know there was a tournament until the day after our last regular season game the yeah. week before. So I got an email at like 11.30 that night from him. And very nice. I am so sorry. Nothing like that should ever happen. I will be speaking to their manager and all of the umpires about it. So, uh, I mean, we'll never see the results of that because we're <laughs> no. hitting the bricks. We're yeah. out of there. But, yeah. uh, yeah, that it was we're 30. That, 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 I know I'm closer to 40 than 30. And how is that this? Was... And that guy's closer to 50 than he is to 40. Yeah. One well, of the most I'm surreal. Sure that, uh... Oh, so who knows? Maybe he'll end up hearing this, and he'll get all mad again. And look, man, save your energy because we're not gonna fight. I'm not yeah. gonna like meet you at the park yeah. and start throwing down because I'm an adult. And if I want to say a mean thing about you, I'm going to say a mean thing about you, yeah. whether you like it or not. If you feel like you have to like retaliate by punching me in the nose because right. you're a big guy. Well then, I guess I'm getting punched in the nose. Yeah. But I've I'm got, I'm gonna go on go out on a limb and assume that that's not going to happen. I've got a got an hour game. You meet me at the light pole, the one with the graffiti, <laughs> and I'm gonna beat your ass you, in my you know, honor. You know the one in my family's name, Steve. Talk about me on the radio. Yeah. I should not go unsaid. By the way, the number of times it was called upon on the radio. If you were, if you know this guy, if you were on the mm-hmm. team, please call def- if you want to defend. We, I, I screened one call of somebody who claimed they were on the team, but they hung up when mm-hmm. they picked him up to go on air. Yeah. But obviously, this guy listening, or this guy saying the stuff he said last week, was listening. But what seems to be more likely is he heard it from a buddy who said, 
happens all the time, yeah. right? I mean, yeah, exactly. It, for if, crying out loud, it's happened on this podcast, Steve, with yeah. someone I called a friend. Yeah, there's um, unless you hear it, don't accuse me of it. Right. Again, though, in this case, I don't. I'm, I may have said it. Right. But don't do the whole. Oh well, I wasn't listening, but somebody I know was listening, right. and they said that they heard this. Yeah. And again, that's happened on this very podcast. And that's ex- in my mind, that's exactly what happened. This grown man, somebody said, Whew, hey, did you play uh, you know, the team with Steve from Freebird and Hollings on it? Yeah, why? Oh, I think he just called you a douche. <laughs> and then I'm, you know that stood in his mind yeah. for six days waiting like like he, this is the kind of guy who's like sitting in his cracking his knuckles with like a yeah. just a tight tank top. I'm like, I'm gonna get that guy next Tuesday. I'm gonna one, yell at him. One of my favorite parts of this whole thing is of all the mean things that were said about that man, he took offense to douche. Yeah, like he didn't take offense to the fact that we said he was probably stuck in middle management. Yeah, that all of his coworkers hated him. No one liked listening to his stories of softball glory, how he went home to his lonely apartment, how he didn't have a family, how he didn't have friends other than the people on that team. Right. But no, no. Douche. That's what got him. Right. That's what got him. He just could not abide by that devastating insult. That guy 100% proved everything that we said and thought about him. Yeah. He is softball guy. He takes softball too seriously. I understand if you want to, if you have a competitive spirit and you want to go out there and have fun, that's cool. But when you start threatening that you're going to injure somebody on the other team because of a ground ball to your effing pitcher, yeah. you have to step back and reevaluate things and say, huh, maybe, maybe I'm the issue. Maybe I'm like, I bet if you went back and you looked at all the conflicts that you've had. Throughout the course of your life. There's a denominator there. There's a common denominator, and it's probably because you said something that kind of made somebody else go, huh? That's weird. If you if you notice next time you're in a conversation and it turns kind of weird, look at the look on the other person's face. Right. And if, if they look like they're going, what? Know that you did something wrong. Right. You interpreted something wrong. You threatened somebody for some reason yeah the cause is you yeah take a look inward so i'm I'm never 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 in his career so i'm 30 i've legitimately never been in a fist fight right Mm -hmm. so this guy like and i would say i was too competitive when i used to play softball Mm -hmm. which i played from 2008 when i was 21 to 2012 and never once was I threatened or did I threaten anybody else mm-hmm. on the softball field. And like I said, I was, you know, there were jokes made about it on the radio like, oh, there's no way Kyle's going to be able to do that, mm-hmm. right? But at some point, you have to look and say, boy, I need to stop that. Yeah, boy, I need to grow up. Boy, why do I care so- this much? And I did. Like like you said, the competitive spirit is there. You want, like, it's no, no one, fun no one going. Likes losing. Yeah, and it's no fun going out there if you're going to lose 22 to three. Like mm-hmm. we, we got mercy to like three or four games that takes away some of the fun. I don't care. I mean, it sucks losing, but as long as we're having fun and we can play six or seven innings, every game, 
I think we're all yeah. out there and enjoying it for the most part. Yeah. It's when we're playing three innings, losing by 16 runs, and somebody's threatening to beat our asses. That's where it's like, yeah. hey, this this stopped being fun, and uh, it, it's it's borderline absurd, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, man. Cause, and I honestly thought, like, way back when, like, man, I must have been the worst. And now I know I wasn't because the worst <laughs> yeah. was just in a different league at the yeah. time, and I didn't have to encounter him, right? Yeah. Man. So, so that's the softball. Maybe, maybe, that's, uh, maybe that's one for him to learn on. I hope. I hope that he listens. I hope he hears it somehow and says, well, listen, I should just, because uh, like, come on, man, you know what you said to me. Yeah. I know what you said to me. You basically admitted it after the first game when, when you waffled back and forth on your responses. When right. you, the first time you said, uh, yeah, yeah, keep talking. And then it was, I didn't say anything. And then it was, I was just joking. Yeah. Well, he couldn't decide which, his... yeah, which one yeah. was it? And then he told me, uh, part of our, our chit chat was, no, man, I said middle's open. And I said, well, if you said middle's open, how did I get it's open season on your pitcher all game long? Right, and even still. Like, open is the same, but. Middle open is just a more veiled threat. Like, when mm-hmm. you say, hey, middle's open. Like, he's now saying we're shooting to go up the middle. Or, or if he had said, like, hey, man, come on. Middle's open. Yeah, right? You know. I'll say this in case there is any confusion. I want to come out in the affirmative. Uh, that guy is a douche. All right, Steve. <laughs> and, and and you can find me and you can beat me up. <laughs> Big man. Okay, Kyle. <laughs> well, I'm glad we got that all cleared yep. up. So, um, And it's very clear who said that. Yep. Yep. Steve and the other guy. There's no way he knows. There's no, he there's no chance. He doesn't. On the remarkable offside, uh, outside chance, him or a friend or associate listens to this podcast, mm-hmm. please pass that along to him. <laughs> that the other guy called him a douche. And yeah. if he wants to find me, I will not send him my address <laughs> because this isn't the schoolyard. Yeah. Um, but hey, that offside, that outside chance, Steve, is growing. So I mean, it's. I know we say it all the time, but my goodness, thank everybody for thank you everybody for the downloads and the listens this past yeah. week. For crying out loud, that, that it was insane, right? Oh, shot drink. I know it. There was a. a, a I my, saw that you my, you mentioned that, or yeah, you mentioned that to me. My and brother, I my brother had sent me a text, and he said, uh, "New idea for a drinking game." Yeah. Every time Kyle says, "For crying out loud," you do a shot, and I said, "You're going to be a very intoxicated person." Mm-hmm. So shot. But the downloads, uh, tremendous. Obviously, uh, a nice boost with, from the association with Steve's side gig a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah. But uh, thank you, everybody, for listening, for downloading, for spreading the word. It's been outstanding to see them, to see the numbers go that way. Because like you said, uh, you know, we, we we did talk about, like, I like doing it. And even if a few people listen, I'll do it. If the numbers got <laughs> to a certain, there was like a three-week point there where for, we mentioned it here on the podcast. We're like, Huh, that's weird. Boy, everything kind it's of like fell apart. 40% of what we were doing for the last six weeks. Um, but yeah, just outstanding. Uh, please find us on social media. Uh, that's the best way to find the show and to follow it and to get in touch with us. And yeah, if you it? follow us now, you can get fully caught up from the weekend trip to Boston where pretty much all evidence of our trip is on social media. I looked, I think I have like three pictures on my phone that aren't. Yeah. 
I had um actually going back to uh like you said you can catch up very easily. Somebody I believe they tweeted at us, not sure, it might have been a Facebook message, but they said that they just heard of the podcast a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Downloaded every episode and binged them all in the last three weeks. That's too much. So they listened to uh, the last year of our lives in three weeks. Yeah. So they listened to that. La- that's nuts to me. Yeah. That's like, a lot of time. Hours we wise. I mean, because because so our shortest one was an hour plus, right? No, I think we had one that was like forty five minutes or that, something. Maybe the first one. Maybe. But I would argue our average time on these fifty four podcasts is getting closer and closer to two hours than it is to one hour. Yeah. Let's call the average an hour forty five. Multiply that by fifty alone. Mm-hmm. That's a ridiculous amount of hours that that person has listened to. Man. Yeah, I wonder I, I would have to Maybe I'll do that. No, I won't. Why? Why, oh, why, why am I even that? saying that? Why would you do that? <laughs> no, there's no, no universe around <laughs> that that would make sense to use your time on. Nope, not at all. Uh, but if you have a quick, cal- we had. I think it's Mark, listener Mark. I used to work with the guy. I think anytime we've asked for like a numbers thing, mm-hmm. when we asked about, hey, oh god, we're gonna hit two and a half hours before you know it, oh, he and then he that, sent like, us the chart, graph within within eight minutes yeah. that had, oh yeah, you're gonna hit it by July, and sure enough, we hit two and a half hours a couple times yeah. in June and July. All right, so Mark, uh, including this episode that we are we are talking to you on right now, we will yeah. need a, a total runtime for every episode. Yeah, and I won't I won't even respond to another message that's not Mark. Yeah. So it's, he's, it's actually, he's now the podcast accountant. It would actually be very easy to to figure out. If you have all the episodes downloaded, you can, like, if they're all on the same playlist, it should tell you what, oh, the, yeah, what the, the total length time. of the playlist is. Yeah, don't, we don't, we're not going to go through that. No, no, not a chance. That's Mark's job. Mark's the stat guy. Mark's, Mark's the podcast stat guy, <laughs> official. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was, uh, yeah, I appreciate all of those. Um, all the downloads, a lot of the social media love and everything that we've been getting lately. Really appreciate it. Yeah, the the Twitter, at Steve and Kyle. The Facebook, facebook.com slash Steve and Kyle. And on Snapchat, Steve and Kyle Pod. Uh, best oh, yeah. avenues to find us. Forgot um, about that Snapchat thing. I think I realized... You're, you're pretty much carrying the weight on that. Yeah. Uh, I think I realized this weekend, though, on our trip, how tedious some of it is yeah. and how close I am to... Like even if it came to paying for like an app that'll simul simultaneously post, mm-hmm. so you know we had I it took like a thirty second video when I got here to to your house at three thirty in the morning on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Like, All right, let's post it to Facebook. Wait for it. Post the same thing to Twitter. Wait for it. Post the same thing to Snapchat. Oh, but Snapchat is different because it's a video and it's too long, so you can't put text on. And then even when we get to Boston, like. All right, well, let's post this picture and post it here, post it there. Oh, I got to send it on Snapchat all the way down. It, you end up like. Put we, in all, we, we come up with the hashtag that is so stupidly long, it takes forever to, to type it all out. Just <laughs> so absurd. It's, it's all our own fault. But, but hey, we're putting in the work on, the so, on social media. So yeah. please do follow us there. And again, it really is the best avenue to get a hold of us. Yeah. Um, it's, if you send us an email, I'll get it. Yeah, probably not going to respond to it. <laughs> So this this whole thing, the Boston trip, the Boston trip, mm-hmm. this all started, what, months ago when you decided you were going to binge watch 
the the series the TV series Cheers yeah in its entirety. I thought about this the other day, and if somebody remembers or has the wherewithal or time to figure out when it was first mentioned, Mark, I would be Mark. Curious. Get on it, Mark. You're on it. It's that guy. You're the new uh, uh, listen to it all back guy. <laughs> Uh, Nikki's, it's probably, Nikki's pretty good too. She, I, bet, yeah. I bet Nikki could find I'll it. I bet Nikki could find it or at least have a general idea because I don't remember. In my mind, this could have been four months ago. Mm-hmm. It could have been eight months ago. Uh, but yeah, so I decided on a whim kind of to watch the entire series of Cheers because it was on Netflix. Now, had you watched, like, what was your relationship with the TV show Cheers before that? Remember when. I remember when I was younger, my parents would watch it. Okay. And I, so I, I kind of ingested some of it when I was, I mean, again, I was very young. So I was born in 1987. The show went off the air in 1993. So I think they so, may have been watching reruns as well. That's yeah. how I kind of took it in. Cause I don't, I didn't remember a lot. And obviously I wasn't like, Oh, I remember this plot line or no, it was more, I remember my parents watching the show, me watching it, me kind of remembering some of the imagery from mm-hmm. it. Okay. And, I'd seen some episodes over the years, but and I always enjoyed it, but I oh, never saw... Hold so- on, oh, hold yeah, on. That's right. I can't believe we started this the without hell? it. We're just an embarrassment. The hell are we doing? Spoiler alert! Oh, wrong one. You wanna go where people know People all are the same You wanna go where everybody knows your name No. Spoiler alert! Sorry, um, sorry, we we well, we're, we're not good at that. No, we've talked about our post production budget, <laughs> so that's all going to sound seamless because we've now obviously inserted that sound clip at the start of the conversation, mm-hmm. so everybody knows we're pros right. and we don't have vocal pauses or anything no, like that. No, just keep talking, yeah, just keep talking. Just act like it never happened. Um, so that that's kind of my experience with the show, and obviously understanding it from the outside as like a piece of Americana, right? Like mm-hmm. American television history, yeah. a show that for, for a lot of examples. Now, this was a show that was being canceled after its first season. They mm-hmm. decided, Oh, we'll bring it back. We'll give it one more chance. And it took off to be the highest rated comedy on TV for like 10 years. So my history with cheers wasn't super in depth, but I was aware of it as most people are. Uh, so I just, I dove in and, I honestly think if I did not rupture my Achilles, we, I'd have been nowhere near the end. So did you start watching it before? Yes. The injury? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's, it's definitely more than three months. I'd be curious on the last, the second to last Cheers chat, because that'd be a good indication of when I started. Okay. Because the Mark, last Mark, one. Mark, find that. Yeah, Mark, find that too. Send us all of this stuff, to, <laughs> uh, preferably in an organized Word document. Yeah, that would be nice. Maybe. Uh, Time oh, markers. No, PowerPoint. PowerPoint. PowerPoint's pretty yeah. good too. Yeah, I need a nice cover slide. Yeah, you can insert uh, audio clips into PowerPoint too. Yeah. So, if you so can actually, do just that. do the audio work too. Yeah. I know you have a newborn, Mark. Congratulations, by the way. Uh, I don't care enough. Get it done, Mark. I have a Mac, so if you could convert that PowerPoint to Keynote, I'd greatly appreciate it. But I have a PC, so if you could keep that in a PowerPoint, send two files. Yeah, yeah. We need a, a .ppt and a .keynote. Thank yep. you. Yep. Uh, on the double, please. <laughs> Preferably by the time you're done listening to this episode. Preferably by the time we're done recording so we can give a quick recap. Uh, So ended up when I ruptured my Achilles, obviously having a little bit of time in my hands, and was able to really get going on it. Mm -hmm. I mean, there were days where I'd watch 
12, 14 episodes because it would be like on half a season. Ridiculous, right? And like I mentioned before, so this is before modern sitcoms, obviously, where modern sitcoms were on 21 and a half minutes now. Yeah. I think 21 to 22 at most. And they're 22 episodes, maybe 24 episodes in a year if you get a full season. Cheers did 24 to 28 episodes in a year, and they were 23 and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. So, and it was 11 years. So in comparison to today, I was watching, uh, you know, percentage point, you know, 10 to 12% extra per episode with 10 to 12% extra per season number of episodes. So uh, it, it, boy, it took a long time. I remember when I got to the exact halfway point, I'd counted the episodes. I was like, I need to get to this episode. And that's the halfway point. I thought that's insane because (laughs) I thought I had watched four TV series in this time. Yeah. And I was only halfway done. Well, yeah, I mean, especially now when, like you said, episodes are there, uh, you know, there was what, 23, 24 episodes. And yeah. now it's like with the with the shows that are like bulk dropped on Netflix 13. or HBO. Yeah, you get you get 10, maybe 12 episodes. Yeah. Like, sure, they might be an hour each, but you you get all of them at once yep. and you can just watch them all in a weekend. Yeah. And you're and you're done. Yeah. I mean, I like even the most popular of shows like. So, so cheers. It got more popular. All right. A few more episodes. Cause who wouldn't want those ratings? Yeah. But now it's like the opposite model. Stranger things. What's phenomenon last year for Netflix. Yeah. We're going to do eight episodes again. Was it only eight? I think it was eight, man. I, I, I figured it was at least like 10 or 12. No. And so it's like, Oh, all right. I mean, and there's a, there's a lot to be said for keep them wanting more type mm-hmm. of thing. Sure. I mean, game of Thrones takes that theory and yeah. they smash their ratings every year. Yeah. But, uh, I guess network TV was different and is different. If it's successful, give the people more, you know, burn the candle as hot as it can go type of thing. So, so you binged the entire 270 episodes. Yep. 270 times. I saw the inside of that bar in, uh, in roughly four months time or so, give or take. Right. Um, and became safe to say obsessed with it and, uh, obsessed with going to Boston you know, though, the idea about going to Boston never really struck me because early on, simply because I was aware of that the bar in Boston that they use for the exterior shots and uh, used for inspiration looked nothing like the inside. So mm-hmm. it's like, hey, it's just the inspiration, but hey, that's where they got the idea. So part yeah. of me was like, eh, I guess uh, it'd be neat to see someday, but it wasn't like this thing I needed to see. Yeah. Then I got towards the end of the show and I was like, man, it'd be pretty cool though to be able to go to go visit, right? Mm-hmm. And then the idea was like, well, I don't know. I, you know, I go back to work in a in a month. I wonder if I could squeeze it in, mm-hmm. right? And that's we had this conversation on the air, yeah, on the podcast, talking about how I was considering taking like a day or a day and a half trip by myself. And this wasn't long ago. This was maybe three weeks ago. Yeah. Three episodes ago. And I said, no, I just can't do it because the cheap flight's out of Detroit. And if I do it in uh, in a day, you know, you, you got to drive over there. You got to pay for parking. You got to, and then you got to drive all the way back. I said, I'd fall asleep, but I wouldn't make it. I said, mm-hmm. there's no way I'd make it. And you made the idiotic remark that, huh, it was on a weekend. I'd do it. Well, I got internet access here. <laughs> yeah. So I quickly boy, pulled up. I said, well, was, we just pull up a Saturday, right? Why was I disappointed? <laughs> I mean, just pull up the old uh, different date. Steve, it's the same price. And 100, $178 yeah. round trip. 
Uh, flights leaving Detroit at 7.30 in the morning, getting yeah. to Boston at 9.30. Then a return flight leaving Boston at 9.50, getting to Detroit at a minute before midnight. Yep. Same day. Same day. So that's obviously the, the whirlwind trip. And most people all listen to the episode. That's how it came to be. That's how, uh, and, and it, it happened. It was, I think, 36 hours later. Uh, I sent you a screenshot. My flight was booked. Mm-hmm. And we stopped planning right there. Yeah, boy, did we. So that was, uh, yeah, three weeks ago or so. Uh, we both booked our flights. And um, and then we start, We talked about it on the podcast. And then a bunch of people emailed or uh, like tweeted or Facebook messaged or whatever pretty right. quickly. Including Sean. Sean said, I'm I'm a fan of the podcast. I'm a fan of the radio show. I think he used to live in the capital region in New York. Yeah. And that's where he started listening to Free Beer and Hot Wings. Moved to Boston a couple years ago and has been listening via podcast mm-hmm. since then. So then he started listening to our podcast. Heard us talking about it and said, huh, I'm here. I'll send these guys the most detailed information ever about this city. Right. Sean could be a Boston tour guide. He knew everything. Everywhere we'd walk by, he had the details on, the history on, a little tidbit about. It was outstanding. The emails, which, again, I said, we booked our flights. We stopped planning. So we started getting a little bit of a response from people saying, I might, Are you where are you guys going to be? Maybe I'll come too. Yeah. And we thought, well, that's just crazy and that Who won't would happen. Who would do that? Well, when we uh, so we got to got to Boston at about nine thirty in the morning, mm-hmm. made our way to uh, what was the the train station that we took, like uh, South Sil- something Silver Line, Steve. Come on, took the Silver Line to a uh, South, South Station. station. I mean, you gotta be a local. <laughs> aren't you a local now? I mean, and we <laughs> we spent eight hours, we spent ten hours <laughs> yeah. there. You should be comfortable with the city, right? So our plan was to meet at the Cheers Bar on Beacon at noon. We we had tweeted. We're like, all right. Well, if anyone's here, still at this point, convinced no one's coming. Because who'd actually make that trip? Right, right. So, and and honestly, the reason for going was the only plan we made. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Yeah. Beacon Hill, the inspiration, the old Bull and Finch pub, the inspiration for the television show Cheers. It's the exterior shot. The that's it. I mean, well, now not anymore. Now now they they renovated, but seriously, that's it. The opening of. 270 episodes Mm -hmm. has some form of that corner of Boston showing the cheers sign, the steps going down into the bar that were never real. Yeah. (laughs) It was literally an exterior shot for their LA studio where they filmed the show. So we, uh, we made our way to the, we walked around for a while. We walked through the, uh, what is it? The Boston, ah, the uh, Boston the, common. We Boston walked through, common, saw the, uh, the guard, the Boston public garden. Yeah. We saw we the s- vendors suiting up their sausage stations and their <laughs> fried dough stands. Getting we ready. Sat, we sat on the bench, the Goodwill hunting bench, um, that Robin Williams and Matt Damon sat on in that incredible movie. Uh, just walked around a lot, saw, just took a lot of it in. Boy, did and we then, walk around a lot, Steve. I yeah. don't feel like that should go understated for, uh, uh, you know, one and a half feet Kyle here. I'm, I'm surprised that we didn't walk more, though, because I, I looked at my total. I have a, a Fitbit. Yeah. So I it was funny because uh, I, I remember looking at it for the last time on Saturday night. Uh, 
like before we got on that flight and I knew that I was at like 17,000 or oh, 18,000 okay. or so, which I was kind of surprised with. I, I, thought I, thought it, more. I thought it would be more, but we took a train. We took a couple Ubers. Yeah. So, all right, whatever. And then I woke up yesterday morning. Yesterday was Sunday. I get up and I'm, uh, Annette and I were running all over the place yesterday. And at one point I looked down at my Fitbit and I'm like, it's like 11 in the morning. I'm like, how do I have 3,400 steps already today? And she said, because you got home at three in the morning. So all of those steps after midnight, we had, we had like a three mile walk to our car. It right. Like, yeah. So I got all those steps then, man. But okay. So back to Boston, we're, we're walking around. Uh, we go to the Goodwill hunting bench and then we said, all right, we still got to post that picture by the way. Yeah, I know. So, I, never, I never did post the, uh, the side by side. That's honestly one of the things I was most excited about. It's one of the things I really wanted to do. And it's such a small little thing, but a big, big moment in that movie in Goodwill Hunting. And if you haven't seen it, just turn the podcast off right now. Come back in two hours when you're done crying from watching Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. And so this scene, so we're walking around expecting like, hey, there must be, there's, there's going to be, be a marker. There's going to be a plaque. Everyone's going to be there taking pictures. I think it's coming up on the anniversary of when he committed suicide. So I thought maybe there'd yeah. be flowers. I think or, it might have just passed. I thought, was it? I thought it was like at the beginning of the summer. Okay. Or I'm not positive though. The images I saw of this bench were after his suicide when a lot of people made it a makeshift memorial. So yeah. there's flowers, there was chalk on the, it was really neat to see. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect it to be that to that degree, but I thought there'd be something. No, you and I struggled for about 20 to 30 minutes trying yeah. to find what this we bench was. It. We probably walked past it three times. And then uh, we we both pulled it up on Google Maps. And even that, it's like uh, mine was saying that it was 70 feet away. But if you looked around within 70 feet, there were like three other benches. Could have been anywhere. Yeah. So we actually pulled up a screen grab from the movie. Yeah. And we looked at it. I'm, I'm like, well. That tree in the picture is that tree yeah. right there. Like it was detailed enough where I could see the knots in the tree, like in yeah. the bar, the markings in the bark. I'm like, man, it's remarkable. And it was that this tree hasn't changed in yeah. 25 years. And it was right at this weird junction of mm-hmm. walking paths. And I actually downloaded a PDF of the, um, of the audio tour you can take through the mm-hmm. Boston Public Garden. So I was like, well, it says it's in this area yeah. and it's got to be close by. So uh, we we figured, oh, this is the one. So we sat down and we're just essentially killing time for a little bit. So we asked a, a passerby, hey, can you take the picture of us? Like we pulled up the image from the movie, mm-hmm. right? To the point where like, all right, well, how's Matt Damon sitting? Yeah, how's to Robin? Sit like Robin, a little bit hunched over, his head's kind of looking forward, but down, his legs are wider open. Because we wanted, to, like, like I yeah. want it to be a replica, right? Yeah. So she walks behind us, and we kind of guided her where to take the picture from because we had looked. Like, hey, back here, can you take one? So we wait for people to clear, and I'm thinking this thing's gonna be perfect because she's back there for like a minute. Yeah, and in hindsight. I should have walked back there with her, framed it exactly how I oh, wanted yeah. to, and then just handed it to her and said, wait till I sit down to take the picture. Right. So she uh, goes back there, like I said, back there for like a minute, minute and a half. Oh, that's great. It's going to be perfect. It's going to be clear to the pond that you can see. It's going to be just like the movie. Mm-hmm. Gives the camera back, realizes it looks like it's zoomed in. <laughs> I know. she Like 800%. I mean, which it. In most situations, you'd be appreciative. Yeah, because you say, "Oh, cool, you zoomed it in. Thank you." Because most people just they're just going to take it yep. with a big wide shot. But that's actually what, what we wanted. We, what we wanted. We wanted the environment. 
Yeah. Uh, so it's still like it, if we were to take the shot from the movie, clip the landscape, <laughs> yeah. right? So it's closer up on Robin Williams and yeah. Matt Damon, and compare it to ours. It's really, really good. <laughs> but when you look at the Matt Damon Robin Williams in context, which you know is the pond and is right. the trees and the grass. Compared to ours, it does look like it's just a super zoomed-in version yeah. of it. And and cropping the original just turns it into two guys sitting on a bench. Yes, it doesn't hold there's the no, same idea. Yeah, there's no, I mean, you, it's not recognizable. Whereas right. the original, you instantly look at it and say, Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. Matt Damon and uh, Robin Williams. Yeah. But so we have, uh, she actually took like eight or ten pictures. Okay. So I'll, I'll go through them. I'll see if I can find the best one and try and match it up in the best way. Right. And even if we can't post like a side by side, you can look up the shot. If you type in Robin Williams, Matt Damon bench, mm. you, this is, it's the image you will see. It's from, it's them from the back. And you can kind of look and see what we were trying to do. Yeah. Um, so after we left the bench, we walked around a little bit more. We made our way over to Cheers. And again, this is where we, we, had, we had tweeted out. And uh, Facebook, we said, we're going to be here. If anyone happened to make the trip, we'll be here at noon. We're going to have lunch. So we were kind of expecting, well, first of all, I was expecting nothing. Um, Even when people were saying like, hey, I'm going to go. Okay. Better to expect nothing and be surprised than hope for like, you know, a huge turnout and be disappointed. I figured at the absolute most, one person would show up and be like, hey, guys, love the podcast. Let's grab a beer. Hang out for twenty minutes, and drink leave. a beer, leave, and then we'd say that was really cool. Right. That guy came all the way from yeah. wherever. What are we gonna do for uh, nine hours <laughs> now? Yeah. So we're sitting there at uh, what is it, the Bull and well, Finch? It's Cheers now, but it used to be called the Bull and Finch okay. Club. So we're sitting there, and we uh, both ordered drinks in our in a uh, oh nice yeah the Cheers, Cheers mug, the Cheers twenty ounce mug, which, which is. A uh, somewhat replica of the show mug with the yeah. dimples on it and the logo, which yeah. uh, which is sitting right here on the on the countertop right now, and because I mean for a mere seven dollars, of course I want the glass. Why wouldn't I get the glass? Oddly enough, the most affordable thing there, yeah, was the glass you drink yeah. out of, right? You know. So we're sitting there having a drink, and then from behind, we're sitting at a bar, and from behind me, I hear Steve, Kyle, yeah. We turn around, y- yes. Hey man, I'm Adam. I listen to the podcast. Yeah. You guys are oh, this is so cool. Yeah, I wanted to come out and hang out. Yeah, and we're like, why? Really? Yeah, this is remarkable. So, so we we stood there. We talked to Adam for boy, it must probably, have been thirty, forty five minutes. I was gonna say probably about a half hour or so. And we learn Adam drove up from New Jersey, from the, the middle from of New my Jersey. motherland. Yeah, <laughs> he drove up, which. Blew my mind because that's like a four and a half, five hour drive. Yeah. And he was first one there. Uh, his, as the story goes, he attended school in Boston. Yep. And uh, he just decided, hey, what the heck? I'll go to Boston. Yeah. He's a truck driver. So he said, driving's not really a big deal for him. Hopped in the car that morning, drove up there, met up with us. And Matt hung out with us until we left for the airport at like seven o'clock. Right. I couldn't believe it. So we left when Adam left. Yeah. Like, and he had a four and a half hour drive ahead of him. Now, granted, I mean, we were sitting on a plane, but Mm. yeah, he had to drive home after all that. So he was the first one there, last one to leave. Absolutely unbelievable that he showed up. And the bummer is Adam, we left at the same time and Adam got home probably three hours before. Right. And that's, it's so sad. 
Oh, but, man. So while we're standing there talking to Adam, I turn around and I see the familiar face of Ms. Nikki Constantine. Yeah. From uh, from Maine. And I've seen Nikki numerous times for mm-hmm. uh, when we would go to do the, the radio show in Portland. And Nikki's always there. I was like, what the? Like, I know you said you were coming. And in my head, I was able to read that and say, like, Nikki's going to be there. But at no, like I said, at no point in my mind did I think anyone was going to show up. Exactly. So Nikki was there with her daughter. And uh, so we stayed at the bar, had another drink. And we ended up deciding, okay, let's go downstairs and get something to eat. Yep. So you went downstairs to uh, to just see if there was a table available. Yeah. Came back up. Yep, they got a table for us. Let's go downstairs. So the, the five of us went downstairs. They seat us at a table in the corner, and within two minutes of us sitting down, uh, who who showed up? Zach. Zach showed up. Yeah. Another guy just walks up to the table. Steve, Kyle. Hey, guys. Yeah. I'm Zach. He sits down, or then they moved us to they another us table. to a different table. Yeah, so Zach shows up, and, and I think Zach was a local guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he seemed to know his way around as yep. well. Or no, he had a little bit of a drive actually too. He said he drove oh, wait, a little more, a little over an hour. He told me. Where did he come from? Yeah, I, I forget, forget oh, where. He was in New Hampshire, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah. He get... he came from New Hampshire, and then so they moved us to another table, a little bit bigger. Half hour later, somebody taps me on the shoulder. Steve. Yeah. Hey, it's Sean. It was Sean, the guy that had Sean, sent the us, guy who had... saved our lives <laughs> he, in Boston. Sean, Sean's our trip planner. He came up with our entire itinerary. Yeah. Um, unbeknownst to us, until like two days before, we had we still had no plan. Uh, and he, let's see, what did we, how did we find out that there were? Oh, he and came then, down and said, "Hey, uh, Dave, another listener, Dave Gordon and his wife are upstairs." Said, "Oh my gosh!" I said. Hey, this table's just opening. Sprint up there or whatever if you can. Please go get them. Tell them to come down and and hang out with us. Well, this bar does not mess around because it is no, it's man. a tourist attraction. If that table's person, empty yeah. within, I would argue, ninety seconds, that table seated again. It's cleared and people are sitting there. It's, it's yeah, an it's, incredible it's a, turnabout. It's a machine there. The the way that they run that place, as they should. I mean, you're, it's it's a it's a tourist trap. Yeah. So they're gonna make as uh, the most amount of money as possible. So. They couldn't get a seat, so we felt bad. We finished up our uh, our meal, finished up our drinks. We went back upstairs, had another drink, met with uh, uh, Dave and his what was his wife's name? I can't remember. Oh boy, oh. I'm gonna feel terrible. Yeah, I feel terrible. I shouldn't even shouldn't even have said it, but I didn't know the name. Oh man, my apologies to uh, Dave's lovely wife. So we hung out with them for a little while. It sucks. They ended up having to leave. They had driven like an hour, or an hour and a half. And yeah, they had to. There was a a family thing going on that they had to basically. They showed up had like a beer and then turned around and left and went back. So thank you so much. That was the fact that you did that trip in such a short turnaround and we're yeah. still like, yeah, this was cool. This was fun. And I told Dave, I sent Dave a message to, uh, to cause we gave them. So if you, uh, forever showed up, we brought uh, just a handful of shirts, mm-hmm. yeah, right? I think we brought like eight or 10 shirts with us. And it, Whoever was there, we gave everybody a shirt and had, you know, we had the the first official garbage merch, which uh, buttons, pins, and stickers, or yeah. bu- buttons and pins, buttons and magnets and stickers, and totally forgot to give any of that nonsense to Dave, so we've <laughs> got to ship like an yeah. envelope of garbage That's merch fun. up to Dave. Yeah, speaking of the t-shirts, if you go, uh, if you follow us on Twitter or on Facebook, so it's at Stephen Kyle on Twitter or, or Facebook.com slash Stephen Kyle uh, on Facebook, obviously, if you go there... 
just scroll down. You'll see pictures that we posted on Friday, I believe. Yeah, and I'll, what I'll do is uh, now that I mean those timelines were a little clogged with our trip yeah. stuff. Uh, we can repost those, so those will be reposted mm-hmm. when you're listening to this. Hopefully, you're listening to this early enough on Facebook and Twitter. And if you see it, if you see the shirt, you're interested in the shirt. Uh, send us a message or write a comment, and we'll and I'll reply back. Yeah. If you're interested in in purchasing one of these shirts, please send us a message. We're setting like a final cutoff date type of thing. Yeah, I think this this Friday it'll be. We need to hear back from by uh, July twenty eighth. Let's just say at twelve noon. Yep. Uh, if you're interested in a shirt, because right now we have a, a decent amount of interest, Oof. but we don't. We're still not positive if we're actually going to place the order or not. Um, because it, I mean, it costs a decent amount of money to get them right. printed. So we just have to make sure that uh, that it makes sense to order them. But if you are interested, I mean, the more orders that we can get, the the easier, like the more feasible it is that, that we'll actually get them done. Right. And we're not, and again, this isn't some money-making venture no, no, no. for this, Steve you're, and I. You're we are doing this because the outpouring is tremendous. And the fact that anybody would want to wear something for this show is absurd. Yeah. And especially this shirt, which is kind of a yeah. tongue-in-cheek joke. Yeah. The, the, um, the money for the shirt, the money pays... For the shirt, for the shipping, and then like for the 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 guy that I had design it and everything, right? The uh, the screen printer, and then anything left over, the it would probably be a dollar or two dollars left yeah. over, like per shirt. All we're gonna do is throw it into a little slush fund that pays for any more merch coming up yeah. down the line. Yeah. So I mean, uh, I've sent the I've sent in, if you message, I send the price it to ship it to you. We're we're looking at twenty dollars a shirt. Yeah. Which I think is pretty reasonable. I don't, you know, we're not asking it, and it, but again, it's not like we're saying like, hey, we're donating to charity, but it, we're not making buku bucks over here like no. we're buying a new house. So twenty dollars, if you're interested in one of those shirts, send us a message, send us a tweet, send us a direct message on Twitter, whatever it may be. And again, if you need to see what they look like or if you haven't seen it, the post is on Facebook and Twitter. I'll repost those. Uh, here by the time you're listening to it. Funny note about that actually, because I gave one to Annette. So yesterday we had a couple of errands to run and we wanted to go out and grab something to eat. We had no time to like make dinner yesterday. Like let's just run out and grab something. Yeah. We had a hectic day. And so we're, we're walking out the door and she has the shirt on. Oh, nice. And she says, uh, should I, is it okay if I wear this shirt out to pick up food? Like with you with me? <laughs> Cause we go to this one place where they make, uh, where we get, a, we got salads. So we're standing in line, and it's like I want to stand there, like yeah, yeah, see that shirt over there. Yeah, I see, see that guy on the on the side. Yeah, that's that's me. I don't know if you noticed, but yeah, it's me on there. But uh, no, unfortunately, no one pointed it out. And then we were talking to our realtor last night. On uh, we were doing a video chat with him, going over some stuff. And so I'm sitting fully in the frame, and Annette's kind of off to the side. Right. So we're talking to our, to our realtor, Dan, and he's like, Oh yeah. So, uh, you know, this house here, it's got three bedroom. Uh, Annette, is that a shirt with Steve's face on it? <laughs> and I, I angled the, the computer towards him. I was like, well, funny you should say that Dan. Cause for the low, low price of just $20, you too, you too could be wearing that shirt. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, go on. Uh, like I said, Friday, July 28th, with just a couple days from now, well, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, we'll we'll place a final order, and 
Hopefully, hopefully we'll place an order. As long right. as uh, if enough people order, we will. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm. I, the the number of people who have messaged us is tremendous. Mm-hmm. Now this is a process. We're not a business. No. Uh, no I've no. never done anything like it. So uh, please bear with us. You know, we're not talking uh, within two days. It, if this happens, it's going to take a turnaround time to get the shirts printed, and then a turnaround time for Steve and I to package them all up. I would sit say, down, package them, yeah, and ship them. I would say within uh, it's going to take a couple weeks. Right. Because if we place an order Friday, we'll have them back next week, and then next the the next couple weeks are a little bit hectic, at least for me personally. So yeah, but so yeah, don't be don't be too surprised. But rest assured that if if we if we accept money for them, it is absolute high priority to get them out as quickly as right. possible. And and we'll be sending out details of that to anybody who's messaged us and said, yeah, I want a shirt. Yeah, I'll pay. This is the size. Uh, we'll be sending you some type of payment thing. We, we need in an intern, intern, man. We need I know. Intern. It, it turns out. Turns out we need an intern. Either that or we get the get the hens to stop clucking I've, and uh, maybe <laughs> stuff an envelope or two. No kidding. Man, oh, man. You got a net so worried about wedding invites and stuffing those envelopes. We can't oh, even yeah. get these shirts I'll just, out. I'll just slip these into the pile. Right. She won't even notice. Yeah, this is, yeah, we're sending, uh, this is for Uncle Uncle Murray. He's right. getting the old t-shirt wedding invite. Yeah. If By the way, if you were in Boston uh, with us, you got the shirt, please snap a picture, post it. We'll retweet you or, or share it yeah. on Facebook. Talk Show about us its, where you're wearing it. Talk about its high quality, how right. comfortable it is. Oh, just talk about the beauty of it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, snap a picture of yourself wearing it wherever you are, if you have worn it. If not, if you threw it away, that's fine too. Um, then yeah. we'll retweet you just to make all the other people jealous who didn't come to Boston with us. Yeah, so that was that was a lot of fun. We hung out with uh, our, our new friends probably, let's see, um, there was probably six of us for most of the day. Yeah, uh, walking around. We okay. So let's recap. We went to uh, the Cheers Beacon. Cheers Beacon. Cheers. Is it? We walked Faneuil from Hall? there to Cheers Faneuil Hall, where we did a quick nod and said, "Yeah, we're gonna get yeah. out of here." No, thank you. Like everybody warned on social media, it's like, "Yeah, you're not gonna like that place is the super tourist spot. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be busy." You're no, not, yeah, street so, performers. Yep. Yeah. Uh, then we made our way to another bar where we. Um, I had a Boston cream pie, like oh, yeah. an actual Boston uh, cream pie. Bell, Bell in Hand Tavern, yeah. whatever yeah. it was called. Yeah, um, got a couple drinks there. Left a couple, put a couple stickers on their menus. Yes. Um, uh, should not go unsaid. We walk into Bell in Hand, uh, look around, because obviously there's like six or eight of us at that point. Look around for a table or a spot to be. And one of the managers goes, oh, hey, plenty of room upstairs. Mm-hmm. And we all truck upstairs, look around. It's like, four total tables up there and then yeah. literally open space. Yeah. There was no, it wasn't a, it was like a, a club, but in the middle of the day, cause yeah. there, it was just a big dance floor. Maybe that's what he meant. Like, Hey, if you're looking for oh, yeah, we open did, we, air, we did look like we were ready to dance. Yes. So he must've seen us walk. We had the, the door look and say, of yeah. a burgeoning dance troupe coming through the doors of a Boston tavern <laughs> at three o'clock on a Saturday. Right. So we stayed there for a little while. We had another drink and some uh, some food. An authentic Boston cream pie, authentic like you Boston said. Cream pie. Uh, and then what a treasure. We had a lot of people say, you have to go to this pastry shop called Mike's. So we walked another, I don't know, another couple blocks. hundred miles. <laughs> and we go to this place, and I'm like, I bet it's the place with the line around the <laughs> around the block. Yeah. And it's middle of the day. Middle of the day on a Saturday, and... Uh, yeah, there's just a massive line out the door, down the sidewalk. 
for a place that uh, their their specialty is the cannoli. I mean, yep. you can't really get any better than a delicious, wonderful cannoli. Oh, man. Little, still a little annoyed that Nikki had no idea what a cannoli was, had well, never not, had a cannoli. Not only that, that she didn't like it. Nikki. If you're listening to this podcast and you're not either a reborn or an original cannoli fan, yeah. turn it off. Yeah. Go watch The Godfather. Slick your hair back. Leave the gun. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. And take the cannoli. That's like a requisite, a prerequisite yeah. for this pot. It, that's my first ever cannoli, mm-hmm. right? Delicious. Oh, incredible. An outstanding dessert. That hard crust pastry shell filled with delicious, delicious cream filling mm-hmm. with other flavors added, which we decided to triple down on idiocy. <laughs> Two know. men in their 30s having... I'll, for the most part, more than usual, a lot of beer that yeah. day. Yeah, definitely. Had eaten a meal at Cheers, had a, already had a dessert and a Boston cream pie. A and, lot of beer. And that Boston cream pie was finished maybe 20 minutes before maybe uh, the, the cannoli experience. Maybe. So mix that in with the walking, the sun. We get there. You feel full, right? But still gotta get a cannoli mm-hmm. and yeah like, you have to that was delicious well, that whenever, what a treasure when everybody says this is the place that you go to you go to that place right so well, you're there. not gonna doubt them and sure enough everybody was i mean the the volume they moved through was tremendous oh, it's it's impressive that we weren't in that line for more than five or ten minutes yeah, it was maybe ten minutes um went in got the cannoli and they all just stood in the street like a bunch of gavones and just Sat there and ate the cannolis, yeah. and they were fantastic. Loved but it. Every one of us, we finished, and well, not all of us finished. Some of us didn't like them. <clears throat> anyway, there was so. a eighty percent of a good cannoli, a <laughs> peanut butter cannoli yeah. that was thrown away. Yeah, that's disappointing. Mm-hmm. So we spit on your home country, Steve. <laughs> yeah, you, that's exactly what happened. You know what Nikki, needs to happen? The the boot of Italy needs to <laughs> kick Nikki's ass for not appreciating the deliciousness that is the cannoli. The vengeful boot of Italy is coming for you <laughs> if you don't like a cannoli. Yeah, watch out, Constantine. Right now, what is you know better than I do? What is is so is a re, like old country cannoli? Mm-hmm. Is it just your standard pastry shell and cream filling? Yeah, because obviously these ones were all fancy. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like yeah, hey, these, filling these and flavor. Were, yeah, the ones here. I mean, you could get like. Oreo flavored, peanut butter right. flavored, uh, like chocolate cream. I think there was some kind of fruity cream. I mean, they had a million different, uh, million different varieties. Well, we found the least adult one we could find. Mm-hmm. So we had a chocolate dipped shell. Yeah. With a chocolate dipped cream <laughs> cannoli yeah. in the middle of the street. And weren't there little chocolate chips? On and the there were chocolate chips. Yeah, yeah. yeah I course. mean, it was chocolate on chocolate with chocolate on the side. Which, yeah. No need for that. Sprinkled, but, yeah, sprinkled with chocolate. But it looked delicious, and sure enough, it was. Oh, boy, so well. we all get a cannoli, and at this point, so like you said, there's still seven of us. Yeah. I mean, so so Sean's there, Zach's there, Dave's there, uh, and Sean, Nikki and her daughter. Or, or, uh, Zach, by the way, is there, even though he's well past the time <laughs> that uh, he was, he, he had to go to dinner with his wife and I believe his in-laws that He was night. going to his in-laws' house to have dinner. He had an hour-plus drive. <laughs> He ate a meal at Cheers. He's drinking beer. He had a Boston cream pie at the tavern and then has a cannoli. cannoli. But I now know why, because 
he tells us, yeah, they're vegetarians, so I don't know what we're having. Right. So he he was he was assuming that he wasn't going to be filled up by the bean sprouts yeah. and like hey. hummus or whatever. Yeah, come here for uh for your tofu gluten free yeah. pita no, no. bread. It's not turkey. It's tofurkey. Oh, that sounds good. Oh God, I can't so, wait. So he intentionally. I mean. He left on time. Yeah, he, uh, boy, traffic. Hit a lot of traffic. Man. So, yeah, he, but we were walking. I go, when he got to go, he goes, I'm getting a cannoli and I guess I should hit the road. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so there were seven of us at this point. We all get cannolis. And at that point, we, uh, well, you and I were winding down. Oh, yeah. I, I hit a wall. Uh, at this point, it's probably 4.30, maybe. I uh, shouldn't and, have drank as much. And we had, um, Sean had bought us uh, tickets to go the brewery tour. Yeah, at, Harpoon um, Brewery. At Harpoon Brewery, which was a Beautiful great place. Hall. But it was at 6 o'clock, and he was pretty adamant. He said, we got to be there at like, six. right at 6, because yeah. if you're, I think that that was actually the last tour of the day. So yeah. we, if we had gotten there late, we would have missed it and been yeah, out, of, out luck. of luck. So we uh, we left the cannoli place. So you're right. This must have been 4.30, a little after. Yeah. So... I'm trying to take a roll call because there's one stop we have to make yet. Mm-hmm. One stop. L Street Tavern. And it's on the south side of Boston, which anybody... Uh, there's a reason Southie is, has a reputation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, we drove past a little bit of that. We um, drove, Yeah, we definitely drove right through that reputation. Yep. With our um, our Uber driver... Uh, Fossey... No, it was Tess... Tess... Tessafawat. Tessafawat. yeah. Didn't try to say that. No. You, we probably could have been like, hey, Tessie, what's up? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious because I wanted to ask him how to pronounce his name, but right. I, I didn't want it to come off as like, hey, how do you say your yeah, name? You don't want to be know? a jerk, I right? wanted it because uh, I was legitimately curious because it was a string of letters like I've never seen before. Yeah. Now, the, so, the Uber ride went fine, mm-hmm. but it needs to be said that uh, Dave was the smallest of us. Set shotgun, mm-hmm. and he sits down, and the Uber driver Wait, didn't Adam Adam set shotgun. No, I'm sorry, yeah, not yeah. I, my bad. Adam obviously uh, sits shotgun, and the Uber driver turns to him and goes, "Yeah, if I'm going the wrong way or anything, just tell me." <laughs> like, uh, all right. Which again, Adam, a truck driver. This guy knew Boston like the back of his mm-hmm. hand too. We're passing. Like buildings, he's like, oh yeah, this the between Adam and Sean, it was a history lesson. It, it was, was it was amazing. I'll it tell was you seriously, this. like we walked past uh, a couple of really old cemeteries, like with people buried from sixteen hundred sixteen hundreds, and Sean's like, oh, over in that cemetery there, that's where uh, Sam Adams is buried, and blah right. blah blah. And if you look over here, this is the house that Paul Revere lived in. They knew yeah. everything. The next time we do something like this which it will not be this to this degree mm-hmm. i wouldn't survive you have a lot to live up to people of that city because no, no i'm just gonna assume that somebody's uh, gonna, gonna be no i'm gonna tell oh, sean, sean where we're going hey and sean tell him, hey study up on uh tuscaloosa yeah because <laughs> we're gonna need a tour yeah hey sean you've got three weeks we're going to uh, Pensacola, Florida. <laughs> yes, we uh, the rich, the rich history of Pensacola. <laughs> Stephen Kyle podcast world tour stop to Pensacola, oh, Stephen Florida. Stephen Kyle podcast spring break. Oh my god! Oh, we're going to Daytona. <laughs> 
Oh, no, no, no. Let's go to the Jersey Shore. We'll go to the MTV Beach House. Yes. That's well, still there, Well, right? we're doing that. Well, I've told you off the air, I can't even tell you how many times I need to go to Karma. <laughs> yeah. Which is the bar from the, the MTV show, the Jersey Shore, that yeah. they went to. It seemed like seaside. six nights a week, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, man. So, yeah. Hey, I, I don't know if it'll happen again, but suggestions are more than welcome. I One thing that I think we can both safely say is it will not happen in this v- same vein again. No. That was too unless much, Unless we can man. find it from our airport. If it, I was, um, it, it was a lot because we... We got back. We got on a bus at seven o'clock to take us back to the airport, which was really early. We didn't need to be back at all that early. Our flight didn't leave until nine fifty. We could have walked in there at eight eight thirty and been security perfectly fine. was dead. There wasn't a soul but in sight. I would say by by the time I inhaled that cannoli and uh, started regretting my life, I was I was done. I was yeah. like, I cannot do this anymore. Uh, we went to the L Street Tavern, which is um, from Goodwill Hunting. Uh, the the famous scene where he goes up to the I forget what the character's name is, but he bangs on the window. Do you like apples? Yeah. And then bam, slams the the note up against the window and says, "Well, I got her number. How do you like them apples?" Yeah, and it was after so the confrontation in the bar. But anyway, it's a famous scene, and like I mentioned forty minutes ago when we started talking about this. Uh, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen Goodwill Hunting, just hit pause, go turn the movie on, mm-hmm. come back in two hours, wipe the tears from your eyes. Yeah. We'll be here. Well, and you know what? The pause button works. We're going to pick right back up. Uh, that's a movie that needs to be seen. But yeah, that that Im- the image from that scene is iconic. You know, he slaps his hand on the window, like you said. Uh, they hang out in the bar, him, uh, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Casey Affleck, and uh, Poor the other guy. <laughs> yeah. Who is that? that? that Who is the guy. other part of that crew? Now that's going to bug me. Mm. Um, so we walk in, and I've said it before. I've been to Boston once, and I spent maybe a half a day there. I was on an East Coast road trip with my friend, and I did not like Boston. Mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, I we were on a largely historical trip, and we passed it again on our trip. This time, uh, the site of the Boston Massacre, which for all intents and purposes, began the revolutionary war yeah there's like a tiny circle on the ground yeah it's uh made out of like right on the sidewalk yeah and it's basically uh like paver paver stones yeah in the shape of a circle and it says site of the boston massacre and then it's got the date on it it's like it. 1770 whatever uh i forget what the date the exact date in yeah. 1770 was and, and it, but it's weird like you're standing there and you're thinking this is like remarkably old yeah and people died in this spot yeah that incited what started this country and you've got a uh, hippie with a twisted mustache riding his unicycle over the top of <laughs> it know. and i'm just i know not everybody's to the degree of me but i look at that and i'm like boy there's no way that doesn't come off as disrespectful to me and you know I, I, yeah i mean i get it but the same it's also a sidewalk like it's, yeah, no, exactly, and th- that maybe, goes to maybe my put like I don't know, put some kind of pillars around it or something, right. so you can't just walk over it. That goes to my point of what I was getting at. Of every time I've been there, it's like hey, and even with the Goodwill Hunting bench to a to a lesser degree, I know it's not this historical landmark, but you have cities and places in Hawaii and other that make millions off of. Hey, come see the site where such and such was filmed. Mm-hmm. And the only reason we know about the Robin Williams Matt Damon bench is from Google Maps and a PDF of an audio yeah, tour. Isn't that crazy? Boston is like going out of their way 
to hide landmarks. Yeah. It's crazy you to me to that, see it. Yeah, with with a but I mean to play the devil's advocate, the the entire city Absolutely. is the entire city could have a marker, a plaque for everything. Uh, yeah, I mean and for the most part a lot of it does. A lot of it does. You can't go down any block without seeing some kind of uh marker denoting some historical moment that happened there 300 years ago. Yeah, and I mean we're walking around, we're walking down the street to whatever, to another bar, and um, I think it was Dave goes, oh, yep, there's Paul Revere's house. Or Adam, Adam I'm sorry. Oh, there's Paul Revere's house. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? <laughs> like, like oh, yeah. uh, the midnight ride? Yeah. One by land, two of by sea? Like, the first thing that we see when we get off, uh, I, I think it was Adam again who pointed out, or maybe it was Sean. Oh, yeah, I see the Golden Dome. That's obviously the famous uh, whatever, what is it, the state capitol building from the departed uh, yeah, the I'm golden sure. dome, but it's everywhere there. So I guess the whole city would be a historical marker, but still, yeah. if you're going there for standout monuments, like Philadelphia has, you know, the yeah. Liberty Bell encased in glass and it's mm-hmm. a hallway to walk through and the same thing with Independence Hall, you're not going to find that there. Right. It's just a different, it's a much different city yeah. in that regard. But uh, so we make our way to the L Street Tavern where Sean and I are the last ones drinking. <laughs> yeah. I'd, and even I'd, then, I didn't even finish mine. Yeah. I had, uh, I, well, we had, we were only there for 40, 30 15, minutes. Uh, oh God. I don't even, th- I was think it? it was like 15. Uh, you're probably right. I think it was about 15 minutes or so because uh, at that point we had, uh, we had to catch an Uber again to, to get over to, um, Harpoon, Harpoon, Harpoon Brewery. Right. Took a, a tour of Harpoon, which was awesome. That was uh, really cool. By the way, if you're, in Boston, and you happen to see a Stephen Kyle podcast sticker stuck anywhere. There is there's at least one at Harpoon, there's and then one outside of Mike's. There's one outside of Mike's. A couple a uh, couple uh, storefronts down. There's one across the street from Mike's. Actually, a few across the street from Mike's. Um, yeah. uh, on a few. If you happen to come across any of those stickers, like snap a selfie of you and the sticker. And then like a wide angle so we can see exactly where you are. Send us to send that to us and we'll send you a shirt or something. Yeah, yeah, we'll figure something out if yeah, you we find tried, those. We if tried they're the, still up. We we had the whole street team out. Yeah. Sticker in the sticker, sticker in, in the, the whole city, city. For, the, for the big band yeah. gig later that night. I mean we put up upwards of six stickers. Yeah. If you find them, you can come to the show. Yeah. Which again, it, it we we noticed well not noticed because it was made that way. The whole, there's no mention of like a website, nothing. No, it's like, no. just has the name on it. That's kind of the beauty of the world that we live in now, though. Right. Because if I had any interest in that, um, like I'm either going to look at that and have interest. I'm not going to have interest in it because it has a website on it. Yeah. And if I am interested in enough, I'm just going to go to Google and type in the Stephen Kyle podcast and then I'll, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I don't it, think I don't think we really need in the Google age. You don't really need the right. You don't need a direct there. link. So, uh, so we said. By the way, the L Street Tavern. What the one cool thing there? We go in and it's it's just a tavern in south in the south side of Boston, and we sit down. We pick a random table because at this point there's only four of us. Mm-hmm. We pick a random table. And I'm reading about it because we're trying to figure out what window he, Matt Damon slaps the, yeah. the napkin the up on. The place has been re uh, it's been renovated. It's been right? renovated since then, so the windows that were there are no longer yeah. there. So we're looking. I'm thinking, wait a minute. All of these news stories about the Elstree Street Tavern have the same picture of the inside, and it's the table we're sitting at <laughs> because that's the table Ben. 
Casey Affleck, Matt Damon, and it turns out uh, Cole Hauser. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, sat at and it, and it's funny because you're looking at this on your phone. Yeah, and I'm and then we look up. I look to the left at the wall, and there's the article right there yeah. with a picture of them sitting at the table that we're sitting at. Yeah, and I think it was Adam who pointed out right above it, like, oh, yeah, hey, look at the picture from the movie. There's the two screws that the Coors Light sign yeah. was hanging from in the yeah. movie. They just took the sign down, but it's still there. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that was really neat. We got to sit at the table that they sat. So if you want to go to Boston for filming locations, one, impossible to find uh, unless you pull it up yeah. on your phone nonstop. And two, they're hidden, but they're easy to get to because nobody knows about them because they're impossible to <laughs> right. find. But uh, so, yeah, we made our way to Harpoon, did our tour there, which was that was really neat to see. And I wish we had done it earlier. So I would have enjoyed the beer. I liked their beer, but I yeah. would have enjoyed it more earlier when I wasn't right to my Stuffed. throat in food and garbage. Yeah. Yeah. That, it was so after we. We left there, we walked a couple of more blocks and um, hopped on our final train or our final uh, bus ride of the evening. Yeah. Took us back to Logan and we just sat there in the terminal for a solid hour and a half or two hours. I don't think we said a word. No. We both no, had it, headphones on or yeah. you had headphones on. I put my hat over my eyes and yep. tried to take a nap. Yeah, I was uh, I was watching Last Chance You. I downloaded yep. a couple episodes on yeah. my phone and then we got on the plane and I was like, yeah, I'm going to keep. Keep watching uh, another episode, and I got like ten minutes in, and I I hadn't fallen asleep yet, but I I realized I'm like I just don't care what's going on in this show yeah. enough to stay awake. Yeah, and uh, I closed my eyes and went to sleep. Was woken up a few times by uh, Johnny jokes uh, a lot. Yeah, f- uh, flight attendant chuckles up at the front of the plane. So I we're in an age now where I, I don't fly a lot. You fly a lot, mm-hmm. but. I think it's all of these flight attendants looking to be the next viral one about, hey, this flight attendant does the yeah. safety reading in the vein of the Wills of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air sure. song. There was the guy Everybody's that, trying to do that. There was the guy that did all the Looney Tunes characters. And, yeah. Yeah, because somebody wants their phone to be pulled out and then you get know, a video well, and you're like, you know, hey, you're like, a famous flight yeah, attendant. You're on you're on BuzzFeed for you know, for five minutes. Well, this guy did the. I had my headphones on, but I could still hear his sweet jokes when he said, uh, oh, Is anybody celebrating a birthday today? One hand goes up. Let's give him a round of applause. The whole plane starts clapping. Now, it should be noted we flew Spirit Airlines. It was a 9 50 p.m. flight on a Saturday. At, at nine, at exactly nine o'clock, they started. Well, we're going to begin pre-boarding. If anyone needs uh, any additional time getting down the jetway, please come up front. And then they did, like, military personnel, then zone one, zone two, zone three. We're in zone three. We boarded that flight at 9.05 p.m. Yeah. For a 9.50 flight. Which is the earliest boarding you'll see. Usually it's 30 minutes in advance. Yeah, 30 minutes, and typically you're on 20 minutes in advance and uh, and out of there on time. Well, we sat on that in that freaking plane. We were in our seats for an hour before that plane took off. We did off. not take off until after 10, and I'm looking around. I was like, man, someone... Well, it turns out, so there was a younger female couple who sprinted on mm-hmm. after the jetway is supposed to... I think what, 15 minutes, yeah. it's supposed to be closed. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they left it open because they knew two they people knew, were yeah, checked that, in. They, they were waiting. That. So 942... Two girls come sprinting onto the airplane and sit directly in front of us. And you can tell, like, they were the last ones. 
They're sweating profusely. Sure, they probably ran 20 minutes through the airport. Right. So, whatever. It's a bummer because outside of those two, we were on our way to getting home early. Yeah. Which was, I'm in the, I didn't consider it because I was like, yeah, well, then next thing you know, we'll have to wait. You know, we'll be, oh, we're eighth in line to take off. Yeah. So, I wasn't trying to think of it, but it's hard to avoid this idea of like, after all this, it's really maybe hard. Maybe a, a, a flash of hope that we can get home a few minutes early. Yeah, and I'm totally guilty of that before. Like, you get in that mood where you're dead tired. All you want to do is be at home, and you're pissed at anyone who is yeah. holding you up from that at all. And I always have to say, like, it's cool, man. It's cool. It's going to be another 10 minutes. Yeah. Grand scheme of things, you haven't slept all that. You haven't slept in 24 hours. Mm-hmm. What's another 10 minutes? So Johnny jokes a lot. The flight attendant is doing his bit. He's up at the, I mean, and again, it's the, what can only be described as the worst crowd work in history yeah, it, because it's the same thing. It's uh, anybody, cause we're, so we're headed back to Michigan. Anybody have any Michigan state clothes on? And I have a Michigan state hat on, but I'm in no mood for these games mm-hmm. and nobody really answers. Well, the rule is you've got to turn it inside out and put it back on for the flight. Yeah! Oh my God, Michigan fan! Like, oh my God! Yeah, people are feeding into it, and I'm I'm in my head. I'm like, don't feed the animals. If you ignore him, if you him, ignore him, he'll stop. Maybe go away, even. But I hear. Um, let's see. What did I hear? Oh. It's, he was like a stand-up comic. So, yeah. is anybody celebrating a birthday today? Yeah. Anybody celebrating an anniversary? <laughs> anybody celebrating a divorce? And you get the, oh, you, you yuckster. And then like, his, his big finale was, anybody celebrating the anniversary of a divorce? Oh. <laughs> so, that went on. Uh, then there was the screaming baby, whose name is Anna. And I know that because... Anytime Anna would make a noise. Well, Johnny Jokes a lot had a plan. Johnny Jokes a lot would um, grab the mic and say, oh, ladies and gentlemen, Anna is awake. Oh, everybody would laugh. Yeah. And I don't know if he thought that was going to be like, oh, she'll hear her name and quiet down. Dude. No, this is a one-year-old on a Saturday 9.50 p.m. flight. That baby, when I tell you that that baby, like... Crying baby on a plane is one thing. Right. <laughs> this kid, this was like screaming bloody murder. Yes. I mean, it was those guttural like, ah, ah, yeah. ah. like and it horror just, movies and it could just take just note. went on for a half hour. And I, even though I had my headphones on, I because I put them back on, I'm like, for most of the flight, I had them on, but they weren't, like, I wasn't listening to anything. Yeah. I'd actually, because I, I knew I wasn't going to. They were essentially earmuffs. I was just going to fall asleep. Yeah, they, I had them on his earmuffs. And um, so when we were a half hour out and that baby woke me up, I just turned on, I went to music, hit play, and I turned it up as loud as it would go. Yeah. And even in, like, the lulls in the music, you could I hear would it. still hear that kid. Unreal. Just a crazy scenario that, uh, I mean, you, you get what you're paying for in that case. But, man, between John, you just want to get, and maybe, obviously you and I were the only ones who had just spent nine hours in a foreign city yeah. and we're flying home that same day. And in the back of our heads the whole time we're thinking, even after we get home, even once this plane's wheels hit the ground, we still have three hours yeah. before we're getting before, home. Yeah, before we're in, a, in our own beds. Yeah. So <clears throat> Johnny jokes a lot, continues his routine, because of course we get to the airport in Detroit and, hey, the gate's not prepared. So we had to wait another 10 minutes on the mm-hmm. tarmac. So we ended up getting in like 
Ten, by the way, ten minutes tarmac time is like six hours real world right, time. Right, because there's nothing. It, I mean, you have your phone and everything, but you're just sitting in a hot box mm-hmm. with a hundred and whatever other people. Screaming baby and Johnny jokes a lot. Yeah, at the and, front of the and Johnny's doing the bit again. He's back and, on and, there. And Johnny at one point said something, and uh, then this is when it got interesting. This is when it turned into, uh, like, this is when Laurel met Hardy. Uh <laughs> Johnny's up at the front of the plane doing his bit, and then you hear the the sound that the intercom make, like the ding. Johnny, you're crazy. <laughs> and it was the flight attendant in the back of the plane. Well, oh, good. Those are, I mean, that, this place erupted in laughter. Oh, my God. This was, this would have been the perfect late night talk show crowd. Yeah. Because you got to get them, like, warmed up and everything for the opening model. Man, these people were primed for anything. If a juggler had started walking down that aisle, yeah, like it would have been the most uproarious of laughter I'd ever heard. Yeah, it. You just say I couldn't was, wait to get off of there. It was pretty rough. We finally got off that plane, and uh, it sucked because we knew we had at least a fifteen-minute walk to get back to the car. Mm-hmm. Finally, got back to the car, got in the car, and man, I held true to my word, and I <laughs> pulled out my pillow. And I reclined the seat, and I remember we got in the car at twelve fifteen, and I was awake because I, I. It's a little confusing to get out of the airport. Yeah, like yeah, by the time yeah. you go through all the, you know, pay the uh, pay for the parking and everything. So right. I made sure that we were out on the highway. You had the GPS on, and we were cruising. So I was asleep, or I was awake until probably twelve twenty-five or so, twelve thirty, yeah. and then boom, out, <sighs> fell asleep. 45 minutes later, though. It was longer than that. It wasn't that much longer, because I know I, I was awake. I was awake for a long time before, oh, okay. right, I, right. before I finally put the seat up. Okay, that's oh, when you put the seat up, we were probably like 40 minutes from home. So yeah. we had the, the most of the legwork was done. But while you were, I, and I heard you like moving around and, and spinning yeah. and everything, I was to the point where all I was doing was I was scratching my head and my neck for about 40 minutes with alternating hands. Yeah. Just trying to stay awake because yeah. I was struggling. I was like, well, I'd like, you know, I should stop, get a pop or anything, but now I don't want to do yeah. that because I don't want to stop and I don't want to, uh, like, if I take this caffeine pill now, I'm going to be up till six sure. in the morning. Yeah. So, uh, but finally, you, uh, I, like I, I was, said, I, I woke up and it, I felt like my like I had a a weird like kink in my back or something, which yeah. isn't surprising if you've ever slept in a car. Like I mean, after sitting on an airplane, yeah, it's not the it's not very uh very suitable for sleep. It's not comfortable. Yeah. So I'm like, man, I'm trying to like you know push my shoulder blades together so you can kind of like work out a cramp or like stretch out my chest or whatever. And then I realize I'm like, it's not my no, that's not my back. That's right. my chest. And it took about two seconds for me to realize that it was a very similar feeling that I had last summer, moments before I had my fart attack. Yeah, when I which uh, put me which put made me ER. yeah which why I was in the ER, and then once that got in my head, I was freaking myself out, and I'm laying there, and I'm like, oh no, what do I do? Do I do I ask how to pull over? And for some reason, that was like. The last thing in the world, I'm like, no, I can't do that to him. We gotta get I can't. Him. We gotta get home. All I have to do, I just because I knew if I could go in, use the bathroom, chances are I was gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. 
So I finally, I couldn't take it anymore. After yeah. tossing and turning for about a half hour or so, I finally pulled the, pulled the lever, tilt the seat back up, and you said something like, can't get comfortable, huh? I was like, no, man, something's wrong. You said, my stomach's in knots. It's, it reminds me of when I had the fart attack last year, and I said, if, I said this isn't a big deal. If you want to stop, let's stop. Goes, I don't the, want to, yeah. but we it's probably a good idea. And back in my mind is, no, that's a great idea, <laughs> because before you pulled the chair up, you know, there's times where it's like, hey, I'm seeing double. And like, <laughs> yeah. You know, where it feels like half your eyelid flips over your eyes, so you can't see everything. Yeah. Like, I'm tired, right? Yeah, yeah, you're so, hallucinating. So we pull off. It's like, yeah, luckily, yeah. luckily, it was like a mile from an exit. Yeah, we were a mile from an exit, and there was a, a gas station right there. So I, I got out of the car, and I walked in to what can only be described as the most depressing scene ever from any movie ever shot. And uh, ignore all of that, because at this point, it's two in the morning, almost. Right. And I walk right into the restroom. And uh, I'll spare you the details, but I I was sitting there trying to, like, I, I knew that I was just, it was all of the garbage that I ate that day. Yeah. And I was, I was clogged up, and I felt this massive gas bubble right in my chest. Mm. I'm like, okay, I, I do not want to go through this episode again that I went through last year. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, wait a minute. I think it, I don't think it's going to come out that end. I think it might. Oh boy. Oh God. Stand up and put my belt on. And I'm like, Oh God, here it comes. Oh, and I barf. I barf right into that toilet. Boston and made you vomit. Let me tell you, if you have never barfed up uh, a Boston cream pie with a cannoli on top of it, <laughs> I don't recommend the experience very much because it was like, <laughs> dude, it was like I had uh, eaten, like taken a, a tub of Elmer's glue, dipped some bread in it, and then said, yep, this is my sandwich for today and eaten it. Because it came up just as paste, as globs of paste. Oh, my God. I had both of those items. Yeah. And I don't want to think about the idea because they were delicious. Let me describe it in a little bit more detail. Oh, well, thank God. Even after saying that I'm not going to go into detail. Well, yeah, you don't want to offend anybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You know how sometimes, you know how most of the time when you throw up, it's just like, it's a spray and it's in the toilet, and it's terrible. This was the equivalent of picking up rocks and dropping them into a bucket of water. Like, I'd have one heave, and then it would be like, bloop, and a big bloop would just sink to the bottom. So it was like... It was very controlled. Right. I was very... I was, I was impressed, because even though it was a truck stop bathroom, I still don't want to make a mess of the place. <laughs> So it was basically like every couple seconds I would barf up like a lemon-sized glob. <laughs> it would fall into the toilet. I was doing the uh, like the ski slope, uh, like the ski jump position where I was. <laughs> oh wow! No, like, so you had you were vertical over the top oh, yeah, of it, yeah? Because obviously, you know, I didn't most want anybody who's ever drank or and this I don't, is different. I don't want but... the splash effect. I don't oh, want it right. splashing. Don't want splashing on I don't you. want to come out covered in my own barf. I mean, <laughs> that would be embarrassing. Worst case scenario, or or is that you know the truck stops covered in those? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So that made me, uh, I was in there for about 10 minutes or so, came out, grabbed a bottle of water, grabbed a pack of gum, made my way back out. Yep. And uh, I felt, I would say if I felt at about 10% uh-huh. when I went in there, I was probably up to about a 30%. I still felt like crap, right? but I was like, all right, well, I feel better. I know that I'm good. We had, tolerable. A, we had another 40 minutes home, but that was, um, so like I said, when we walked in there, I was like, man, this place is depressing. Like there were people sitting in there because it was one of those places that it was like a truck stop, a gas station, a little convenience store. I think there was a, a, subway. a subway. Yeah. A little yeah. sandwich shop. So at two in the morning, it's weird for me to look and see people sitting there like having a meal. Yeah. But I mean. That hey, it's a different life. Yeah, yeah exactly. You it's know? a completely different life, and it. I mean, I'm sure that my life to them is crazy Foreign. too. Um, so I was like, God, this is just really depressing. And the woman behind the counter, yep. everything about it just screamed like, "I don't want to be here." Yeah. So I left, got back in the car, and you had gone in to get a drink or something. Right? Thank goodness. So being just being able to move. So yeah, I think when you got back in, I said. Yeah, they didn't have any normal size, so I had to get the world's biggest beef (laughs) jerky, which was like two full-size sticks because, like I said, they didn't have any of the normal. So, like, yeah, I just had another meal of beef jerky (laughs) and the world's largest Diet Coke ever as well. Well, well, I mean, at least you went with the Diet Coke because you were, you know, you got to... Had a lot of not diet that day, (laughs) so I figured, you you know, start cutting the calories. You got to be responsible. But you said... Uh, you said something to me like, did you see the depression sitting at that one table? Oh. I was like, no, I did. I I must have just had tunnel vision and wanted right. to get out of there because yeah. I didn't see anything. It was just outside of like the separate subway area, which is a small seating area. There was like three separate small tables, like the two top tables. Mm-hmm. And there were four children, I'm guessing ages from five to 15 heads down like sleeping on these oh, tables with what i presume to be their father mm-hmm. sitting up at one of the tables and then he gets up to take a phone call and then when i was walking out they were all starting to stir to get up and go follow somewhere oh boy that is i, I mean i don't I, I wouldn't even begin to speculate what was happening but you're right that's the site of depression like you're like oh my god Something seems it, terrible. Yeah, that that's one of those things that really puts things in perspective for yeah. you. Yeah, like, like, oh man, my you know, I've had a rough week. Yeah. But not that rough. Man, Steve, I don't think our lives could get worse, man. We just spent twelve hours in Boston. Now we have to drive. <laughs> yeah. We have to drive a car <sighs> and go home to a nice house and bed. Man, this sucks. And a, and a loving significant other there. This isn't gonna get worse. <laughs> man. So um the rest of the trip, luckily, was uh, fairly uneventful. Yeah. Got home. I laid down in bed almost exactly 24 hours to the minute that I got out of bed. Yeah. Because I got out of bed at, I think, like 3.07, I think my yeah. first alarm went off, and I laid down in bed at 3.01. Yeah. I, I must have been right right on top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I got home. It was a little after 3, and by the time I went to bed, it was probably 3.15, 3.20, yeah. and... And Ooh. such concluded the Whirlwind Boston the trip world, of 2017. The Steve um, and Kyle podcast, World Tour 2017. Yeah, if you go back uh, on Twitter, it's at Steve and Kyle, Facebook.com slash Steve and Kyle. And we, I think we did a pretty good job of chronicling the entire day from the, yeah. I mean, from the minute before you picked me up 
until I think the last thing we posted was when we were going to the airport. Oh, no, no, no. That's right. You posted that picture uh, or you posted that video. I should probably pull that up so we can play it of the noise that the airplane. Oh, was yeah. Making. When we landed. So we landed. And uh, like I said, we had about 10 minutes of tarmac time or whatever, however long it was. And mixed in because, hey, budget airline, one of the worst noises humanity has ever experienced took place for at minimum five minutes yeah. of this 10 minute sitting duration yeah. with no acknowledgement. Not Johnny jokes. A lot routine was over. So yeah. he didn't come over the PA again. The pilot didn't come over. Uh, my ear, I had earbuds in, so I didn't know if he announced like, Hey, waiting on the gate type of thing. He, I'm assuming he did. So we're sitting there in our two, in our two seats. You have people bustling, just waiting to stand up and get off the plane and this is taking place for about half the time. Now I know what you're thinking. Why is there a whistling St. Bernard on the plane? <laughs> so this is the noise we're dealing with. It's only midnight. Yep. This is normal. I'm sure all the airlines have this. So that went on, uh, like I said, you probably can't hear me in the clip, but I said this has been going on for 10 minutes. That was something mechanical in the bowels of the plane. But again, just no acknowledgement, no like, so at that point, I the air's off, like those little air jets aren't on because they're waiting to go to the gate, and then that kicks in. Boy, I had forgotten about that. Thank you for reminding me. Mm-hmm. That idiocy kicks in. So yeah, we had people saying like, I thought it was a dog. Like it no. sounded like a dog, but it was it was like the hydraulics. Yeah, or something. like going back and forth, and I don't know if that's the same thing as the whistle, no, whatever know. that was. Um, but, but what a way to finish! Yeah, right. It, it was so it was so fitting that that's how it ended. Man. That's how it all ended with us just pissed and tired. Yeah, like and there was really it was inevitable that that was we were on a collision course with that moment right, right. there for the uh, the previous 20 hours, and we were going to run right into it, yeah. whether we liked it or not. I mean, there's a ton of smaller interactions that took place that mm. they're going to come up over the weeks as they as yeah. we get remembered. The one I thought was the funniest was, we're, ba- we're in Boston for no more than five minutes. We get off the airplane. You use the restroom. We're starting to walk out of this terminal or walk out of the door <laughs> where everybody fun. else is walking out. Yeah, everyone is walking out the same set of double doors. And I noted... Man, that's weird. Like, in my head, I'm thinking, that door definitely says, emergency exit, alarm will sound. Yeah. Everyone is still walking Everybody. out this door. They're walking up, and it's one of the, it's the double doors where you, you push on the little bar, and it unlatches and yeah. opens. And I'm watch, I watched 15 people walk out that door, and there was a woman, an employee. I'm not sure if she was the airline or the airport employee. She was standing right next to the door. Everybody else? Push the door, walk out. Yeah. Push the door, walk out. I walk up. I put my hand out, and she yells, "Don't push that!" And I'm like, "Woof!" I put my hands up like yeah. I like I'm you know under arrest. Yeah, I was like, "Huh?" She's like, and then she hit some button on the wall like a dozen times. She just kept hitting this side button. Yeah. Nothing happened though, did it? No. And then I just walked out the door. Yeah. What the hell are you doing, lady? What? Why are we different? <laughs> Now, that didn't really surprise me a minute later because once we got out into the hallway to nowhere, 
Um, we noticed that there was no ceiling in the place. Yeah, I took there a picture. There were vents hanging down. There were streamers. Like, they just had a parade go through there. Yeah, no, Logan looks great, you guys. Uh, yeah. Keep up the good work. Yeah, they are. Man, for, I mean, Major City sure has a nice yeah. airport. If you don't want to, if you go to our Twitter feed and it, if it looks a little jostled, if you just click on the hashtag, so we, for the majority of the tweets and stuff we use, uh, we use hashtag SK World Tour. If you just click on that. SK World Tour 2017. 2017 if you yeah. click on that, it'll bring up all the tweets, presumably in order if you want to follow our day yeah. to see what it was like. But, uh, yeah, it, I really enjoyed it being there and seeing being able to meet anybody who mm-hmm. listens to this dumb, dumb garbage we do every week. That was really fun. Uh, it's just the logistics around it sucked. <laughs> yeah. Like I but, said, I, I mean, think, it, if but I mean, was... we, the, the thing is though, we purposely did it that way Yeah, because neither of us wanted to be, um, like you figure out an overnight. It's, it's yeah, harder. Neither of us, ne- it, yeah. It just wasn't it, at this time. It just isn't possible yeah. uh, to do something like that. But, um, but yeah, everything, everything worked out great. We had a good time. We met a lot of great people. Yep. Uh, we saw some people like in the case of Nikki, I've seen Nikki a bunch of times. It was great to see her. Uh, we handed out some garbage merch, which we have some leftover stuff. Again, if you are if you're interested in a T-shirt, uh, send us a message on either either DM us on Twitter or send us a, a Facebook message. Yeah, really, if you if you send us a message as opposed to just uh, doing it on the timeline, it it's a little bit easier for yeah. us to keep track I'm lo- of. I'm looking to have everybody who says yes, sure, size in one place. Mm-hmm. So when I look back. Uh, to do this down the road, I can I can easily access sure. that and, and and message people. So yeah, I mean for me it was just a it was you've met Nikki I haven't it was nice to be able to meet her and her daughter who showed up and everybody else Dave his wife that we terribly insensitively <laughs> forgot her name uh, Dave Adam Sean Zach just a tremendous yeah. uh, opportunity that that was a lot of fun. So the Stephen Kyle podcast World Tour 2017 officially. Yeah. Has come to an end. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll do something for 2018. Yeah, I um, wouldn't I, listen. I'd do it again in a heartbeat if it was to our airport. Yeah, yeah. Either to our airport or somewhere that was like an hour away or oh, a couple yeah, yeah. hours away. Well, where we could honestly, drive. we could easily do one in our own town. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, not going to be like historical, but it'd be like, <laughs> hey, we're drinking. Come, yeah. come, whatever. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no. We if you want us to come to your town. <laughs> you you and you have to coordinate with Sean. Yeah, now you, you all all other towns be on notice. Yeah. You need to draw at least 8 people. Yeah. You need at least 8, but one of them and I'm not kidding has to be Sean. Sean is the <laughs> yeah. Sean is the guide. Yeah. Maybe Adam. We'll find out where cuz Adam's a Adam's Adam a driver. Used, yeah. So he, he I know that he's a he used to be an over the road guy, so but he's a, but he's a local guy now, mm-hmm. so but I would assume that anywhere in his, uh, you know, in a couple, a couple hour vicinity yeah. of New Jersey, I would assume he knows everything about yep. everything about every town. So, so that's happening. Yeah, and we need to figure out like a live where we can at least do a podcast from it. Yeah, boy, you leave there and you're like, oh boy, didn't really do anything, did we? <laughs> no, uh, sure didn't. So you mentioned your your Sunday where you rolled mm-hmm. out of bed late and you essentially talked about houses again. Yeah. I uh, I did more than I anticipated. I got to mow my lawn. Look at you. And then I told you before we started recording, I was able to go see uh, Dunkirk, which is the big yeah. movie release this weekend, right? Yep. So Christopher Nolan, known for Inception and Interstellar and the Batman trilogy, obviously mm-hmm. with Christian Bale, uh, decided to do a war movie. Yeah. Uh, what well, War movie in name, but it's about the evacuation of Dunkirk, essentially after... 
Allied forces had been defeated there. Right. So they're stranded on a beach, and it's, hey, we need to get hundreds of thousands of people off of this beach before the Germans decide to just blow it to bits and kill this many people. This was, over the over my life, of I see movies all the time. I don't know if there's, I can count on more than one hand, the amount of movies that physically affected me the way this did. I've heard that. I heard that uh, earlier today. I heard Joe talking about that too. Right. How there's, uh, I guess, a scene where you, he, I think he said he saw it in IMAX. Yeah, and I was going to, but in the middle of the day I thought, after the day before I thought, well, that's 20 extra minutes drive. Yeah. I'm not doing that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, different theater. Yeah. So, yeah, he said that there was a scene where, uh, hopefully it's not giving much away, but you actually feel like you're drowning. Well, and it doesn't give a lot of weight. Uh, literally a third or half of the movie is in water. Oh, okay. So, so. It, it could be at any point, but it is, I the script itself must have been, I don't know, five pages. Yeah. Because there's hardly any dialogue. Really? And it's just scenery and, but boy, it grabs you from the first minute and it's, Sequence, 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 airplanes, destroyers, mm-hmm. shooting, this. So I left there with like a stomach ache because <laughs> you're like, the, yeah. because it's not one, it's not particularly uplifting. Like mm-hmm. in historical terms, hey, the good guys lost. They're trying to run away and not die. Right. But hey, a lot of them die. So you watch this air, you know, a, a dog fight in the air and right. just. Please go see it because it's a tremendous war okay. movie and it's probably Christopher Nolan's best movie. Nice. But be prepared. I would sit like if you have motion sickness, don't sit too close. Yeah, I um, I usually the only time I ever get motion sickness is if I try to read in a car. Yeah, looking down, right? Yep. But this uh yeah, and I, I don't not emotionally in this movie, but boy, there's just so much happening and you leave not devastated, but you're like, whew. So, like, it's the right. first time you can take a breath. Yeah. So, actually, kudos yeah. to the movie because like, it starts off with a gunfight. It ends with a, you know, uh, it ends with an uh, airplane fight, a dogfight. Yeah. So, it uh, it takes you through all the spectrums. But, man, I probably didn't need to do that yesterday. <laughs> yeah. After everything yeah. that we'd done the day before, it was kind of emotionally, yeah. like, exhausting. Well, but. especially if it's something that's going to make you nauseous because... Right. You know, you're just filled with like three pounds of cream right. from all the desserts that we ate the day hey, before. Hey, one more dessert. Bring it up. <laughs> yeah. hey, you guys got Boston cream pie here at the movie theater? Yeah, right. I don't know why I'm doing that accent. <laughs> ba- Boston. Boston. Boston cream pies. Boston. Uh, well, while you were doing that, uh, I was having another day filled with um, uh, trying to figure out where we're going to live. So... When do you, when you get back to your normal life, how are you going to fill all the hours that you are now dedicating to finding a home that Hmm. you don't have to, that you're choosing to? No. um, Are you going to, I mean. Well, this all, it all started a couple months ago because we're constantly talking about like, whenever we, we like doing little projects and everything around the house. We've redone a couple of the rooms in the house, the the room that we're sitting in right now. Um, And whenever we come up with an idea of, like the next project, if it's, if it's just too big, if it's something that would never work for this house or it's going to be too expensive, we just, we always have the saying, we'll save that for our forever home. Meaning 
you know, we're not, we know we're not going to be here forever. It's kind of a small house and, uh, getting married in a couple of months, but we're planning on having, starting a family. So we know that eventually we're going to outgrow this house. So we had, uh, maybe a month ago we decided, well, you know something, let's get, let's get pre-approved just so we can see, just so we can get a good idea of at least what range, you know, like price range we should be looking in. Right. So we can kind of get a good idea of uh, what we'll be able to afford, you know, the the condition of the house, type of the house. Because, like, we're not, I mean, we're not buying a brand new house or anything. It's just not yeah. happening. So we got pre-approved, and then a good buddy of mine is a realtor. So he is he's the one that helped me sell my house a couple of months ago. So we had him come over one night. And he sat down at our at our kitchen table and, you know, okay, how many bedrooms are you looking for? Uh, how many bathrooms you want? What kind of school system? Like what, you know, all the stuff that you do, like you did, and I'm sure everyone else does. Yeah, when everybody goes house. through it. Yeah. And I did that when I, when I bought my house six years ago. So he was like, all right, well, I'll set up a search. And then every day it's just going to forward you, forward you listings that fit your criteria. So maybe a month ago we went to, an open house or two, then another, you know, a couple weeks later, we went to another one. I looked at that one right around the corner from your house. And yeah. Then another one right around the corner from <clears throat> yeah, your the house. the other corner. <laughs> then last week, we looked at another one during the week. And then um, Friday, you was, saw like four, right? Well, it was on Wednesday. We had uh, Wednesday was a pretty rough day here. Yeah. But we had already planned earlier in the week. We had already planned that we were. I know it was Thursday was a Thursday, rough, that's a rough right. day. Yeah. But on Wednesday, we had talked to Dan and we said, hey, we found these three houses that we'd like to go look at. So let's do it on Friday. He's like, all right, cool. We're scheduled for Friday at 530 for the first one. Well, then Thursday came and went and it was pretty awful. And uh, so I said to Annette or Annette said to me, she's like, do you still want to go look at those houses? I'm like, yeah, I do. I mean, I don't, but I do because I know that it's going to be better for us to be out of the house, keep them busy, mm-hmm. keeping our keeping our brains occupied, so we don't just sit at home and be sad about you know the the past past day's events. So we go and look at these houses, and one was great, um, but it was basically our house. Yeah, you just, mentioned that, just right? with everything like a little bit nicer. I mean, well, in some cases, a lot nicer. And we walked in, and we're like, "Wow, this is great! This is great." It was basically if we decided to stay here and do all of the updates that we wanted to do, it would look just like that house. Right. But we're like, it just doesn't make sense to, it would be a lateral move. Yeah. Because we can do all this, but we don't want to do it here. Yeah. So that one's out. Uh, there was one that was one of the most disgusting houses I've ever walked through, despite it looking pretty good in pictures. So is that one where it was like clean for an hour? They took all of these pictures and then posted them and then let it just fall back into oblivion. Boy, I don't even think it was ever clean. I think that Ugh. the pictures there when when I say it wasn't clean, like there wasn't stuff laying all over the floor. It's not like there was piles of laundry in the corner, yeah. but like you walked into the kitchen and you could just tell like, oh, that I would never touch that. That is so greasy, that countertop. Oh. Like, I wouldn't cook one thing near there. That's not good. I, like, it's the kind of house you walk through and you just kind of have your hands up the whole time because you're like, you don't want to bump into anything. Yeah. Oh, that, well, so that's automatically out. That one was definitely out. The only thing that had going for it is that the price was really low and I didn't, 
I, I felt uncomfortable standing in there. And I'm not a germaphobe or anything, but both of us were just like, no. It's one thing if it's your own mess, like if your own house is dirty. Right. But to have to go in and clean someone else's stuff, not happening. Gross. Really um, gross. Looked at another house that uh, it just needed. it. That was the one where we really liked. Um, we knew the house needed work, but we loved the the area that it was in. Okay. So we went and looked at that, and we're like, ah, you know, this could work, but it would require, like, we'd need an, a, a small addition on the back of the house. It just. Always stuff, right? And we're, we weren't against, like, we didn't go into it saying, no, we're definitely not doing a an addition or renovation. Like, if yeah. we found something at a at a really good price, sure, it. we're willing to put in sure. the time and the money to, to fix it up. So then we looked at a fourth house, which we actually weren't even scheduled to look at, but it w- we were right by it, and it was Dan's client. He's like, I got a house that's going up on the market tomorrow. You want to go look at it? And we knew that it was pretty pretty much or pretty high over our budget, but we're like, you know something, let's just go look at it anyway. We're not going to be able to afford it. Right. But well, he's like, I could use your opinion on it anyway. So we walked through, and it was a beautiful house, but we weren't going to buy it. So he was like asking us questions. He's like, well, what do you think about that? Or what would you do that? Just trying to, you know, get, get input. Yeah. So it just didn't work out. Then, uh, so that was on Friday, Saturday. Of course we were in Boston Sunday. I woke up and, uh, Annette said, Hey, there are two open houses around us today. And they were both houses that we had been somewhat interested in, which you said you, so you're like an open house pro now. Right? Oh, I love it. I love it. So you love yeah, attending, think- seeing the crowd. I think it's my new hobby, maybe. Even if, like, let's say tomorrow you buy a new house. Mm-hmm. You think three months down the road you're going to be sitting, maybe you and Annette are on the couch watching a uh, uh, four-by-four derby demolition car on YouTube, and you go, I'm going to check out an open house down the road. I got an open house down there on Main Street. What do you think? Let's go, you know. I do. I think I would. I think I, I like the... Like, you want to go see what their uh, second bathroom looks like? I like the sport of it. <laughs> I like Seems no, absurd. I like the competition. I like knowing that, uh, you know, I got to check out the neighbor's house to see if I'm better than them. <laughs> like, oh, jeez. Look at their crown molding. They didn't even caulk after they painted it. Look at these jerks. Do they even know how to DIY? <laughs> so, yesterday we go to two houses. First one, what I really liked. Uh, actually, we both did. We both really liked it. And um, I think... Like we walked through and we walked out of there and I said, I was like, man, that one really surprised me because by the pictures, it looked fine. Oh, walked boy. through there and you could just tell that it was a really nice house. Yeah. Really, uh, really well kept and nice, nice updates. What's the matter? Is get an offer in? You, get, you getting nervous? I'm getting nervous. There was no offer put in on that house. Oh, okay. I don't know where that was. I don't know why I'm relieved. Yeah. <laughs> I have no intel on it, this house. It could have been your neighbor. It could have. Yeah. <laughs> God, please. <laughs> so we uh we went and looked at this other house and um So this is number you said number three? This is number two, this on, is number the day, two on the day. But probably number we've probably walked through eight seven or eight, maybe ten. Okay. I don't know, somewhere in that number. Right. So we look at this house and this was one that we had been sent and I looked at the email and I said, Eh, it's all right. Yeah. But just kind of brushed it off. Yeah, did nothing stood out to you on the no, pictures I mean, it, and on it, the listing. You're like, looked, oh, I love it. It looked fine. Yeah, I thought, oh, that one, yeah, that's all right. And I, I remember like a week ago when we had gotten the email, Annette said, uh, "What do you think about this one?" And it, to me, it I don't know. It just nothing stood out about it. Right. Didn't and I 
I would have gone and looked at it, and I did. Like we went and looked at it yesterday, and uh, walked through the whole house, and that was the first house where, when we walked out of it, as we're walking down the driveway, both of us said, "That this is it. This, I think, this is the house." So outside of the one that we rode our bikes past, yes, this yeah. is the other one that you've now said thought both. Mm-hmm. This is a, this is, yeah. might be the one. Yeah, and even. Um, now there are certain things that we still like better about that one house, right? But Long we didn't gone. get it. Long yeah. gone, right? It, we, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah Long yeah. gone, maybe. <laughs> yeah, never know. Uh, so we walked out of the house and uh, we're walking down the driveway, and um, there was a, a one of the neighbors who was walking out of her house, and she had this little adorable dog, yeah, on a leash. And I said loud enough for this woman to hear. I said it to Annette. I was like. And if we buy this house, we get this adorable puppy as our neighbor. And the woman heard it. So she walks over. She's like, and I'm petting the dog. And she's like, oh, yeah, it's a, we love this neighborhood. We've been here for 30 years. And just having nice, pleasant small talk for a minute or so. And I'm still petting the dog. And she said, and this is my dog, Roxy. Mm-hmm. And for the, for those who don't know, I I talked about it on the radio show last week in a commentary. Uh, we lost our, our beloved cat, Roxy, died last week uh, on Thursday. Very suddenly, it was it's devastating, absolutely heartbreaking. And Annette and I just kind of look at each other, and we're like, okay, okie dokie. We go, and well, nice to meet you. We get in the car, and uh, and I said, well, that was something. And Annette says, I think that's a sign. It could, but the sign could go either way. Like the sign is like, yeah. you need to live here, or the other sign could be like, "Hey, our dearly, our dear, our, our beloved cat who just passed away, is like haunting us from this yeah. area, right? Yeah, reincarnated into yeah. a dog, and said, uh, don't come near here,' type of thing." Well, I hope it's not that one because we put in an offer and it got accepted last night. What? All right. Start typing a town. <laughs> you type a town so I can Google it because I now need to decide. You don't even need to Google it because uh, you're going to be very happy. Hey, when nice. You see that. Um, well, I don't I, know I, why the MLS listing's not uh, pulled up <laughs> and I'm looking at pictures right now, Steve. Um, so, yeah, we, uh, we this, is, this is the kind of funny part, though. We, we put in an offer. Now this house has been on the market for six days, which so it's overpriced. Which in this market is an eternity. Yeah, so it means it's overpriced. So when we walked into the house, you've been to open houses before, right? Typically, there is a listing agent standing oh, okay. right at the door. So it's an open. I, I, so th- is this one that was waiting for the open? So oh yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a- one that probably not overpriced, but they wanted the open house to see what offers they're going to get. That yeah, makes but, sense. But nowhere in the listing did it say uh, offers accepted up until this time, blah, blah, right, blah. So it wasn't the gimmick, but clearly they wanted to wait for an yep. open house to see how many offers so they this, could get. So this had been on the market for six days, yep. which, like I said, is an eternity in this market in this area. So... We get in touch with Dan, our realtor, and we said, we want to put in an offer on this house. He said, all right, cool. He was He's excited for us. We're excited. And uh, and it came down to price. And he said, well, what do you want to offer? I said, look, uh, let me hear me out here. Let me see what you think. It's listed at this, mm-hmm. but it's been on the market for six days, X amount of days. 
So you can assume that there haven't been any offers on it yet, right? He's like, well, no, not technically. I mean, there could be offers, but, but I, so I said to him, he's like, let me contact the listing agent, see if there are any offers. Okay. So, okay. So he gets back in touch with us a little bit later. He said, there are no offers. And I said, well, I'm not going to offer full price, which is no offers, which is like what you have to do in this area. Well, minimum, now. right? Because you said the one you got beat out on the winning offer was $18,000 oh, over yeah. the asking insane. price. Insane. Insane. Yeah. So I said to him, I was like, well, why would I put in a full price offer if they don't have any other offers? I mean, the worst that they can do is just say no, or they can counter. Right. So we did, we made an offer that was a, not, I mean, it wouldn't have been insulting, um, a little bit under. Right. So it's probably under what they obviously asked for. Yeah. Yeah. Under what they asked for. Uh, they came back with another number. We came back with another number. And we settled in the middle. So this all happened last night. This all happened between all right. 6 and 9 o'clock last night. I think I've got three potentials. Okay, let's see. Hey, hang on, maybe four. Oh, boy, if it's this fourth one, you and I are going to be... Uh, you, uh, you want this, I've got four, want this cable? Yeah, sure. Yeah, go ahead, plug in. So I've got four that I think are the potentials, right? Okay. I'm, I'm excited to see if... if uh, and this is just based on the briefest of searches, price range, room numbers, okay. right? So, this is the first one, but I thought probably not because of the road. It's on a main-ish road. Okay. I thought maybe this one. Okay. Where's this one? I did like that one. And again, I haven't looked at the specifics. Mm -hmm. This one. Okay. Because I thought Annette would like the layout. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> Like the front, the landscape and okay. everything. Yeah. And lastly, this one. Oh for four. Oh for four. Ah, oh, shucks. Yeah. Oh for four. Um, I can pull it up here. Nice houses, by the way. Yeah, those they are. are those yeah, all were. I, you know, I didn't pick some dump in the middle of nowhere. Be like, yeah, you're gonna move to this this crap hole, Steve. <laughs> uh, now this you, isn't a new build or anything, right? No, this, no, so it's, this uh, is built in 1988. Okay, so it's a uh, it's uh, almost 30 years old. Here, if you. I wonder that, if it just doesn't show up uh, as pending yet because it's so. Happened so fast. Well, here's so here's what happened. Um, well, this is exciting. This but, is very exciting. So, but I, I need I need to tell you there was a, of course it wasn't without incident. Um, oh no. So we, it's weird that we walked into this house and it was listed as being two bathrooms. So as soon as we walk in, full, two full bathrooms. Good. Yeah. As soon as we walk in, the listing agent uh, was sitting on the couch flipping through a magazine. Mm -hmm. Hey, yeah, you can just walk around. Oh, boy. Like, there wasn't the... Um, oh, I can't wait to see what company. It wasn't the, hi, welcome, okay, this Well, house, you're trying to sell a house, so that's the way it bedrooms, should be. This, oh, you're going to love the dining room. It oh, sure boy. is great. So, just very, uh, very strange. She's just, hey, yeah, go ahead. That is weird. Look around. Um, now, Annette later on said, well, I think she was pregnant. She was obviously showing, so maybe she was tired. Whatever. I don't care. It, it honestly, it didn't offend me. I just, it just seemed it's a little weird though, it right? It seemed a little bit odd because normally they're there to like, Hey, be sure to look at those new countertops. They sure are nice, but didn't really say any of that. But the one thing she did say is it's listed as a two bathroom. But if you notice the laundry room, uh, the laundry room is right off of the garage entrance. Yeah. Okay. So you come in from the garage, 
you go down this little tiny, like three foot long hallway and you got your, uh, your, your, your laundry room. She said the laundry room actually used to be a two or used to be a half bath. Okay. But they decided they wanted a bigger area for shoes and boots and, and all the stuff that you'd put in a mud room. Mm-hmm. So they took out the toilet and they took out the sink. But she said, you can just hook up, put in a toilet. Like it's plumbed for that it's stuff. Plumbed, yeah. You put in a toilet, you put in a sink, turn on the water, and it's done. I mean, the water's that's running everything. that quick. So I, I said, oh, okay. And she said, and that's something that they would do uh, for you if you wanted. They still have the fixtures. I'm like, great. That's awesome. So it's a, almost a three. It's a two and a half bath. Two and a half. But oh, because it doesn't it, have the, 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 yeah, you're right. So it's, it's a two list, and a half. Yeah. But it's listed as two. So huh. I said, well, that's great. So we went through the whole process, writing up the offer. And I said to my, my realtor, I said, be sure to tell them that we want them to reinstall the toilet and reinstall the, the sink because yeah. we want that as a half bath. That would be great. It's right off the kitchen. Super convenient. Um, he sent me a screenshot of the text that he had with the listing agent. And it said... Um, hold on. Let me, let I me hope they, up. I hope they threw a fit. Kind of, <laughs> kind of. And I was very surprised by it. I was, uh, oh, here it is. Okay. Oh, needy Steve at it again, right? Yeah, just, oh, oh, your house is nice, but I need an extra bath. <laughs> um, she said, uh, cause he said, we want your sellers to reinstall the bathroom vanity and toilet. He, she said, I'd have to ask. Let's get the deal rolling and figure that out during inspections. Nope. The, the husband is irritated with price, though. Or, the husband is irritated with price, though. They are doing it, so I just want to get things signed tonight, and I will work that out in a day or two. So he's LOL. mad that they accepted an offer that was haggled on like three times, right? He's mad that they accepted an offer for essentially their asking price. I so mean, it's close enough. It's close enough where... It was. It would be close enough where if somebody offered me that, I'd be like, done, done. I, right. it's, not, it's not worth the hassle it's to haggle not over the extra enough. Yeah, it's not worth it. And uh, <laughs> so my reply to Dan was, irritated with the price. Like he set the price. He, he should. He sent the last one. If you we wanted, agreed. If you wanted more for it, you should have priced the house higher. Because what wow. they did was they tried to do the old trick where you underprice it by like. 30 grand uh-huh. so you can Over. attract a ton of people to yep. the open house and then get a bidding war going. Yeah. We talked about it in this very exactly. podcast. We talked about it last week. They didn't do that right. Yeah. Something went awry, it was, right? It, it was priced because I, I, I said to my, my realtor, I said, how is this price? He's like, it's priced perfectly. Okay. I said for that area, for the condition of that house, for all the amenities, it is priced just right. So they screwed up. They should right. have pl- priced it 10, 15 grand lower. They would have gotten them more attention. It wouldn't have gotten to the open house, but they didn't. Right. So now now we're going into a situation where <laughs> I got to go over there tomorrow for the inspection. I would assume that the homeowner will probably be there, but it's going to be very awkward because knowing that he's just going to be like, oh, stupid. Yeah, you, dumb. Thanks for buying my house for. The amount of money I wanted to get for it. Thanks for dealing on this thing. What I I kind of read from that was that maybe maybe the husband wanted to sell it for much more 
but the wife was the voice of reason and said, look, we know that we'll get this for it. Let's just put it here. Maybe, right. maybe we'll get a bidding war. Maybe not. They didn't get it. Wow. They got a they got a very strong offer, and uh, they accepted it. I mean, look, man, if That's you don't want to, you don't want to accept it. Don't accept it. There's like, a couple of very weird things there. One is obviously the guy being irritated, which apparently we can't get away. This podcast no. cannot get away from weird temperamental men. Yeah, and uh, it, that <laughs> that kind of worries me because we earlier in this episode we tough talked softball guy and said that he was the common denominator. Now, <laughs> now we're the no, <laughs> yeah. Now, keep in mind, I don't know this person. I've never met them. We didn't send them an offer that said, yeah, and by the way, F you and your yeah. house. Yeah, uh, you, hey, your house is gross, but I guess I'll take pity on it. Yeah, I mean, You want to take this much less, idiots? We gave them a very favorable offer. We told them they could uh, stay, remain in the house 10 days after close Yeah, to get all their stuff packed up and... What are you? Wow. What are you mad at me for, man? Don't... You accepted. That's yeah. the most baffling thing ever, right? Is yeah. that they're the ones who accept uh, the one? You know, they're setting the price. They could have easily said, "Nah, we're going to hold out. Maybe somebody yeah. else will make an offer." Right? Hey, you know, something I actually said to Annette yesterday uh, after we looked through the house and we went home and we discussed it. I said, "You realize that there's a very good chance that we don't get this house because it it just seems like everything was yeah. was too right with it." And she said, yeah, I know, I know, I'm trying, you know, we were trying not to, you're trying to think positively, but you also have to think realistically. And we're like, yeah, we're, we're not going to get this. I mean, just plan. Yeah. Brace for the worst, hope for the best type yeah. of thing. There she is right there. Hey, that's nice. I like that. Yeah. I like it, the color. Yeah, I know. It's like a, it's a darker color, but it's, I still don't know what color the house is. Yeah. Uh, from that picture, it kind of looks gray. It could look green in person. It looks more like brown. Right. It's not as dark as that in person. It's very weird. Now, very weird. If I pull up a map of that city, you can give me a general gist of where we're <laughs> you're talking. St- you're still, uh, you're still, still trying to figure out how long uh, your commute uh, is. You know, sometimes I would the say, roads in that town can be a little. Uh, <laughs> what does know. it take you now to get here? Like four minutes. Yeah. This will probably take you eight. That podcast is over. Hope Maybe you all nine. enjoyed it. <laughs> Best part about the house, there is plenty of potential for a studio to oh, be built. God. It's, there's nothing that is... So uh, there's not a defined space for the APS. Oh, there is. Okay. And it, now, I need to know, are you comfortable with upping the square footage from 63 to, I don't know, maybe 80? Because I found a nook. You know, I just question... Are we going to get big heads? Yeah. You know, if we cross that 75 threshold, get 80 to where, you know, I'm pretty much shouting at you across the countertop, you know, do we have big egos at that point? Are we are we uh, a Mike and the Mad Dog mm, yeah. and where we can't work together anymore? Oh, that would be rough. That would be rough. So, uh, but yeah, it's a... Uh, no it's, kidding. It's happening. Done offer, deal. Offer was accepted last night. Um, so like what? I said, uh, while we've been recording this, I got a message from... From Dan saying that the inspection's tomorrow at noon. Nice. So let's say tomorrow, the other house, you get a call from that listing agent, and they say, hey, funding fell through. They want to take your offer. What do you say? Boy, I think we stick with this one. Right. Well, yeah. at this point, it's a done deal, too. Yeah, and it's um, there's a lot more. This house needs a little bit more work inside, Yeah. updating stuff, Um, but it's all minor. And First thing I see we're going to have to do is uh, knock down the dividing wall in the garage. I've seen enough HGTV. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're knocking that down. 
I don't. You've like, got some expertise with garage doors as I, is. I don't like the two separate garage That's, doors. It's weird. Like the, yeah, it's weird. Uh, so we're gonna knock that down. We're gonna get you a new garage door. It's gonna be special built, so I'm sure it'll be cheap. Yeah, yeah. we like to do things around here now. Even though this is now part of a home that's going to be for sale, mm-hmm. I still think as a memento we need to take the double price Hobbit hole door <laughs> and, and like nail it on the wall and the new APS is like the memory, as right? A memory of it. So we're talking APS 3.0. Yeah. But we're going to need we may need to figure out at some point like a placeholder to where we can do the podcast while there's yeah, you know. I'm, I'm not worried cuz there's um there's a room that is going to be the office, okay, which is where we started recording this podcast when we first started it last year. Mm-hmm. So that's just going to be the the temporary APS. So actually, that's going to be APS 3.0, and we'll be moving into APS 4.0 once construction is wow. done sometime in the next six months to never. <laughs> Better not be never. <laughs> now, it's, this office, so 3.0, are we talking hardwood, windows? No, no, no. We're talking carpet. Okay. Uh, yeah, there's two windows, I think. So sound wise, you know, it should be better than. <laughs> Why don't I just pull up a picture? Oh, of it? now did you get a fancy virtual tour option on this home, no. or is it just pictures? No, just nah, pictures. Call them back. Tell them no thanks. <laughs> Take your garbage house. <laughs> no wonder your stupid house didn't sell you, bunch of idiots. So there we go. That's uh, that's APS 3.0 right there. Oh, that's too big. Bunk beds are nice though. So we're just uh, we're going to bring back like your desk. For a while. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be back on the desk oh for a God. bit. I know. It's With gonna... this triple size <laughs> mixer, we're not going to have room to put elbows. Yeah. Well, up until I, I can uh, see that, I, I cannot give my approval. That seems fair. Uh, if you want to meet me over there, the inspection 12 at noon. No- noon tomorrow. So. I don't know if you've heard. Got a little time. Got free time. <laughs> 12 noon. Send me the address. Uh, we're going to take a walk through. I'm going to be I'm going to be that guy. Yeah, it doesn't feel right. Yeah, I don't know about this. <laughs> Just knocking on the walls. No, I did not. Steve, Steve, come on. You, you, you really want to live in this type of garbage? <laughs> like it feels like these studs are closer to fifteen inches apart yeah. than sixteen. I mean, you know the rules. As if the, uh, as if the 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 irritated seller wasn't a problem already. This. These studs just put it over the edge. You wait till we come in with this list of demands. Mm-hmm. Like, well, we really don't like that tree. Yeah. I, think they, I want them to yank it. Notice that paint chip in the crawl space. If you could fix that up, that would be real nice. Right. Oh, what's the matter? Are you irritated? Mm. Oh, I can make you much more irritated. Oh, what, what's Trust that? me. Is your name still on the dotted line? Sounds like this is mm. a done deal. Boy, that's mm. a shame. Of course, I'll move into the house in a, in a month and a half, and like all of the copper wire will be stripped out of it. Right. Well, I think, oh boy, I would love to tell that story, but we are really tight on time um, about when we were moving into our house. But we also have a tight recording schedule this week, so I can save that story for the next time we record. Yeah, boy, look at that. Uh, surprisingly, we didn't get through 90% of the stuff that we had thought we were going to get to. Yeah, but, and I, I do hate nipping it like that, but uh, I do have a funny similar-ish story to it can only be described as irritated seller when mm-hmm. we bought our home. Yeah. So we'll be sure to get to that next time. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're going to get it. Are we going to do fast five? It's up to you. I will defer to the person running the iPad. Yeah. Why not? Now my, my brother asked me every week, but like essentially before he even listens, you guys do fast five this week. I think he's waiting for the time we don't do it. And so he can get mad at me and say, well, I'm done listening if you're not going to do that. He doesn't actually listen, though, I would assume. Does he he really? Yeah, I think he does. 
think he does. Oh, I don't. I don't believe it. <laughs> well, we did the uh, taste test of to see which of our softball team listened. Goose egg that one, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no. Chris listens. Chris listens. Chris is the only one. Chris and I think Rusty. I think they do. I think it was just. Like, I mean, obviously, it was that day. Yeah. So the turnaround of people who had heard us by yeah. the night. Yeah. Because I, I got a message from Chris. Uh, that uh, last Tuesday morning, afternoonish, yeah, oh morning, morning, morning. And he just said, it just said like, yeah, because <laughs> so I had said that I'm back in for fall ball, yeah, because I heard like Rusty asked you at the game, so he hadn't listened yet, and I'm sure, yeah. like I said, I think a few do, but you know, it was a 12 hour turnaround. I think yeah. it could be excused if they hadn't listened well, yet. I don't know. I still haven't heard from him. Maybe he does. <laughs> Maybe he's just putting on a front. Yeah, for could his old be. Lady. All right, am I up? Or you? I'll go. Okay. Uh, number one, O.J. Simpson. Oh, the juice is loose. In four months. Or three months. Yeah, three months. Uh, Chester Bennington. Tragic, man. That was, uh, that. God, just a, such a sad story. It all seems out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, Sean Spicer. Probably best. Hugh Freeze. This is one you're not going to understand. Hugh Freeze. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Is that I'll like say Mr. Old Miss football coach Hugh Freeze? Oh yes, yes, yes. The one. Uh, yeah, he was uh, suddenly stepped down uh, because of what a way the whole scandal with uh, what was he calling escorts from his from, from his the work. old work line? Yeah, boy, that and he was like, um, we had talked about this last week on segment seventeen at my side gig. Now he was like, he's the guy that like you go to his Twitter and it's like Bible verses in the header photo right. and yeah. like. I'm Mr. Family yeah, Man. And, right. And then lastly, Bastin. Oh, wicked pissa. <laughs> oh, that was beautiful. What, what a really cool town. Like I said, my first experience there, not my favorite for just no real reason. I just didn't, it didn't feel like yeah. welcoming. I didn't really like getting around there. It was hard, right? Yeah. But this time, boy, we got off of the, the silver line. We're in the middle of like it mm-hmm. and it was peaceful it wasn't overly busy it was really awesome yeah. i really enjoyed yeah. it there it's like our second home now people know us there oh yeah we're regulars yeah uh hugh freeze i mentioned the coach of old miss so yeah. this is the weirdest saga ever because the former football coach oh what's his name like houston nut <laughs> houston nut. houston That's nut is suing name. the university for i don't know if it's like defamation, defamation or yeah. something on his way out the door and because there were there were like these baseless recruiting allegations. Yes, like uh, um, uh, I forget. I, I don't know what the actual term is, but like they recruited in a way that you're not, or there were allegations that they recruited mm-hmm. in a way that the NCAA doesn't allow. Yeah, and he was just like, "What the hell? No, everything we're good." Mm-hmm. So he's suing the university. So part of this lawsuit is they're asking for phone records. They gave. Hugh Freeze, the head coach, now former head coach, the phone record said, you can black out any personal calls. Mm-hmm. Those will be automatically redacted. Just write, like, black them out, and we'll do it. Which is remarkable that they give them the opportunity. Because you're just begging to be lied to. Right. And well, now, and I, you forgot to mention that Houston Nutt had originally demanded an apology right. from the university. That's all they had to do. And they said, nope. Didn't mm-hmm. apologize. If they had apologized to him, none of this would have happened. None of this would have happened. Now, a, a um, an argument can also be made that if if they make that apology, they're then admitting some 
kind of guilt or something like that may have opened up a whole can of worms for them. Right. Where it's like, well, if we admit then to anybody this, else, can then do we're, the or, same yeah, thing. if we apologize for this, then we're admitting to doing something wrong. And yep. then, yeah. It's like so. after a car accident, you know, lawyers would tell you, no, don't go say sorry. Yeah, don't say you you're know? sorry. Um, so they, he does not black out this one random, it's a phone number from Florida. Mm -hmm. So when somebody brings it up to him and says, well, what is this? Oh, you know, we dial the wrong numbers all the time. Mm -hmm. Well, it turn comes to find out he had called that number, uh, on more than one occasion. And it was the number is a number in Florida associated with an escort service mm. and presumably prostitution. So boy, isn't it? And he was like a religious, yeah, holier than thou man. Uh, you're in the, you're in that area. You kind of have to be. Boy, it's it's weird how many times you hear about the person who uh, they're the the family man, mm -hmm. they're the churchgoer, right? They're uh, you know helping out at the pancake breakfast, yeah, and they're the ones that were doing immoral things and cheating on their wives right. and like. Leaving their families. Yeah. Hmm. So he meets with the university after this gets leaked out. And uh, before the second or at the second meeting with the university says, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go ahead and quit. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. This is about the time. Uh, yeah. and, and you know, he's quitting of his own volition because mm -hmm. this is one of those quitting slash fire. They, they announced that he would have been fired if he didn't quit. Yeah. But. He is getting $0 of his remaining salary. Now, college coaches get fired all the time and they'll but it's hey, your salary you're getting paid for mm -hmm. the next 8 years. He is getting $0 and is now out of work. Hmm. So and he, he won't find a job. It's going to be hard. I well, mean, he'll you know, he'll, I, he'll I mean, find a job at a he'll find it we we had also talked about this uh last week. He'll get another job, but it's going to be at like, you know, central Cleveland area uh, HVAC school that happens to have a football team. Right. And he'll do well there. It's not. And then he'll get another job. And he'll be back six up. years from now. Yeah. Because it's not that hard. I mean, you look at Bobby. And he's a relatively young guy, too, right? Yeah. So you look at Bobby Petrino, who I think when he was coaching Arkansas, got into a motorcycle accident with a mistress. Yeah. And ended up quitting there. He's back in a premier job already. Mm -hmm. Rick Petino had sex with a woman in a restaurant or something yeah. like that. And he still has his high profile gig. So America loves a comeback winning pays. It does not matter. Your Definitely character. Does, yeah. Uh, Sean Spicer. I mentioned before that the now former press secretary. Well, he's, is he still, cause he said he was going to stick around until like August. Oh, I didn't see that. I maybe, but maybe he offered and that was declined. I don't yeah, know. All I know is the most recent one was the new, uh, the woman, what is her name? Sarah Sanders. Yeah. She's now doing it. But, yes, yeah, Sean Spicer uh, apparently finally getting a conscience mm -hmm. and deciding he cannot stand for uh, some somebody from New Scaramucci from yeah. New York. Oh, like yeah. An investor. The yeah, the most Italian name. It's like yeah. Gui yeah, Guido Starducci yeah. or something. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So where are you from? Yeah. Oh, New York, really? Oh, boy. Your hair, didn't, your hair and skin color didn't give that away. <laughs> yeah. um, he was hired as essentially Sean Spicer's boss, and Spicer mm -hmm. said, not in a million years, yeah, and no, hightailed you. it within hours yeah. of his announced hiring. So, well, good for him, I guess. It's actually, just, I actually it's... saw a picture. Uh, Sean Spicer was on one of the cable news programs, mm -hmm. and they had a screenshot of him, and he was smiling. And I thought, like, man, I don't think I've ever seen Sean Spicer smile. Now, does he turn heel? Is he on like 
Fallon no. in two weeks nope. saying that uh, absolutely not. You know, hey, that whole thing was an S show back there, and it's all run by a bunch of idiots. You no. don't think so? No, no, no. Because he he's a career politician, and right. if he you know if he turns his if he turns his back, he's done. But I thought he wasn't. I thought he was just like a run of the mill Boston guy. Because like people are digging up old tweets of his complaining about oh like, yeah the Red Sox and stuff and <laughs> yeah I wonder I don't know I I think there's a chance that happens I, I just don't see it I don't see a lot of people uh, because they're going to end up you're going to be Ted Cruz you know if yeah. you turn your back isolated yeah you turn your back like yeah you might still have a job but mm-hmm. you're never getting anything done right you're just the guy that turned his back on the on the establishment right. Which may look, feel good, but not going to mm-hmm. get you anywhere. Yeah, I uh, mean, if you have if you have morals, good for you. Yeah, you right. know that was like the only time that I had a little bit of respect for uh, Ted Cruz is when he went after Trump when Trump said that uh, Ted Cruz's dad killed JFK. Yeah, and he he basically said, "Well, I'm not supporting this guy. It, he's making these ridiculous, insulting statements." And then, like a month later, he and then was turned there. around, supported him, and then yeah, brought his family and wife, who Trump called his wife ugly, mm-hmm. to the White House to get pictures taken. It, yeah. was, a, it was a real heartwarming moment. Yeah. Uh, before that, Chester Bennington. The, Chester Bennington, yeah, from a uh, lead singer of Lincoln Park and Stone Temple Pilots, committed suicide. Um, was it two months to the day? Oh, no, no, no. It was, it was his a, birthday it was, it was on Chris, Chris Cornell. Cornell's birthday. He would have been 53. Uh, Chris Cornell. Yeah, it's probably been about two months, though. I think it was in May that, yeah, that Cornell yeah. committed suicide. Him and uh, Chester Bennington were very good friends. And Bennington actually sung Hallelujah at, at the funeral, uh, right? At Chris Cornell's funeral. And uh, yeah, killed himself the same way that Chris Cornell did. Unbelievable. And I never Ugh. knew, I mean, and with a lot of these people, you don't know that he's suffering from depression now. Sure. He had admittedly, bad, admittedly battled alcohol and drugs, but still, boy, this one was a week a week before the start of their world tour for their new mm-hmm. you know, album and all that, and new, new music. And wow, just uh, six children from, yeah, from, from two, 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 two wives. And, and there were so many people that said, I literally just talked to him last week, and he said he's never been happier. Things couldn't be better. It, like that is—that's the scariest thing—is that you can see somebody, you can talk to somebody who is in the best mood, and you think is in the you know the best spot ever in the world, mm-hmm. and and they're not. So, man, if you're in that spot, look up the suicide prevention hotline. And just do you know do something, uh, but do do not end up. Like those two. I mean, it's it, it's got to be terrible. I can't imagine ever terrifying. being in that spot. But if you are, please just you know talk to somebody, do something about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first one I mentioned this week, OJ Simpson. OJ dominating the news. The juice yeah, will be loose. It's like it's 1995 all over right. again well, with the, the amount they, that we've heard OJ Simpson in the last couple of weeks. And they were televising his a parole. Oh, it hearing? was on every channel. Literally and every channel aired it. Which, when you look at the clips from that, you wonder, boy, how did he get granted parole? He was, like, arguing. I was watching it on uh, ABC News yeah. was was airing it. So they had George Stephanopoulos in studio with a couple of other, I don't know who they were, but like legal experts, lawyers, mm-hmm. uh, people who were, like, uh, prosecutors and district attorneys and stuff like yeah. that. And at least three times... They said, the one guy said, I don't know what his lawyer is thinking. This is 
I've never seen someone be so reckless. So with- combative. And so, I mean, the quote that you see a lot is, I've led a conflict-free life. Yeah, and they couldn't, they since he was acquitted of the double murder in what, they 1996. They can't, like, argue it. Yeah, he didn't. According to the according to the law, yeah. he didn't commit those crimes. Just, you read those words and you're thinking, "Oh my God, he's laughing in everybody's face," which is ridiculous because he was found liable in the civil suit yep. and owes the Goldman family thirty three million dollars. He'll never make. So how? It's man, that's a crazy thing. Is that? Yeah. Yeah, he's technically not guilty of this crime, but you're saying he is responsible for those deaths. But why can't you use that? Right. In I mean I I know that somebody it's will tell weird. me. It's I I it's hard to understand and hard to comprehend but yeah, OJ Simpson as soon as October 1st be released into parole. So does that mean that he has to live in a halfway house? That thing? No, I don't think so. So he's, he's just free to go he has to check in with his parole officer, get yeah. a job, I'm sure, which somebody some shit well, of course the the monster from the bunny ranch already offered him a job. Yeah. But the thing is if he makes any money, the Goldmans are entitled, are entitled to essentially all of it. Yeah, those wages so, are going to be garnished immediately. But he is still able to collect his NFL pension, which is like yep. 25 grand a month. They can't touch that. So wow. he he gets his pension. So basically if he gets out of when he gets out of prison, he's going to collect 25 grand a month for doing nothing. Yeah. So if you're OJ, you're not going to do anything. You do charity stuff, you know, not like anyone's going to hire him to right. come out and be at their charity, but like you only do stuff that you are not getting paid for. Cause as soon as you make one buck, it's all going there. Fred Goldman gets it. And if you don't give him that money, you're back in jail. Cause I would imagine that that is some yeah. kind of, uh, some wow. kind of parole violation a, or yeah, something. And, and he'd show no sense that, I mean, in, in OJ made in America, that documentary, the 10 hour one that we've talked about a number of times, mm-hmm. He's pretty much shown there is zero intention to ever pay a dime to the Goldman family. Yeah. And you could tell after he was acquitted of the murder and even after he was oh, found the liable. civil suit, those videos, uh, the videos of him uh, partying at the civil suit when he was just not even remotely taking questions seriously. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was insulting. Yeah. It was insulting to me and I have no connection to it yeah, whatsoever. This guy does not care. So he's very clearly any, he, he will not pay a penny to that family. No. So. No, not at all. Who do you think hires him? Who does who gives OJ a job? Like you said, the Bunny Ranch guy mm-hmm. um, to be a host. When but even like when, he's not going to do. I mean, he's never going to do TV work again. He's never going to be the sideline because, reporter. like you said, it's work for nothing. Yeah, why would you do it? He's going to get ten percent of that money. Although, I mean, the guy seems like he has an ego, so maybe he's going to do it just so he can. Right, you I know, think stick it to people who said, see, "Oh, OJ will never work again." Well, yeah, I'll work again, and I'll show you, and I'll, I'll, I'll even do it for, for basically free, and yeah. still just to, you know, just to thumb his, you know, thumb his nose in the face yeah. of people. I think you could see him at signings and stuff, like, uh, you know, hey, come pay fifty dollars, get an autograph of OJ, and I wonder if that money's so easy to be hidden, yeah. because if you say, well, like, that's what they they speculated that he before he was busted for the armed robbery he which he doing. which he was in prison for they said yeah of course oj was signing stuff he was doing he wasn't doing it like at a card show but he was signing stuff but he's signing stuff underground it, yeah taking cash mm-hmm. which hey the government can't really track yeah. the cash you're intake yeah i so. mean if you're you know prove it if i yeah. if i'm oj i'm just like all right you say i did that prove it man 
That's but uh, what a, a dirtbag. Yeah, it's crazy. He's uh, he'll do something stupid though. A matter of time, he'll he'll get pulled over. He'll ha- they'll they'll breathalyze him. Mm-hmm. He'll be just barely over the legal limit, and back he'll be in. back. He'll be back in prison, Damn. and he'll be doing the same. Like, oh, I bled a what good happened? life. I was, you know, I was a good. It just it just seemed like he had no remorse for the crime he right. did commit. Um, yeah. It, Fingers like, crossed. He's back yeah. He's in, he's right? a he's obviously not a like highly intelligent guy. No, no. I'm sure he's very smart in certain certain areas, no, like but murder. Like, yeah, murder. He's, He's a man, smart murderer. Number one at murder. Mm-hmm. OJ is number one at murder. Man. But anyway, yeah. So hopefully, uh, hopefully he does something stupid and it, it matter of time. All right, fast five time. Oh boy. Fast five. Six, two, two. One, two, three, four, five, five, four, three, two, one. All right, first one on the list. OJ Simpson. Oh man, <laughs> what is it going to take to get him back behind bars? <laughs> Let's do it. Next, uh, Sean Spicer. Kudos. Yeah. One one last, I'll, one only, one only yeah. kudo. Okay. Kudo? I will. Kudo? Kudos? Yeah, yeah, one, a single kudo. kudo. So a single is a kudo. It's only if you're giving multiple that it's kudos? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> um, hammered out. Yeah, I'll reserve my my single kudo for like a year from now. Okay. See what, uh, see, see what happens. I see if, if, if he's still like marching, you know, marching with the Trump army. And yeah, like, see if he toes that company line yet. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Keep the kudo in your in your shirt pocket. Okay, next, uh, Despacito. You know, it's a pop song I I cannot hook onto. <laughs> if I well, because one, it's I can't got, sing along with it. Yeah, it's got like um, let's see, uh, what three bajillion four point? Uh, that's Despacito by Louis Fonsi, obviously, and Daddy uh, Yankee. Uh, excuse you, the Fonz. Yeah. Uh, the 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 remix which features Bieber mm-hmm. has accumulated over 4.6 billion streams meaning it's the wor- it's the most streamed song of all time but wow. there's there's some controversy surrounding Despacito <laughs> what did you know that the lyrics when translated into english are a little bit raunchy oh no perhaps you'd like me to read them to uh, you there's some sexual connotations here Okay. Now, keep in mind this is uh translated into English, so the, the the meter may be a bit off. Yeah. Might not rhyme as well. Yeah. Yes, you know that I've been looking at you for a long time. I'm mm-hmm. a, I mm-hmm. must dance with you today. Okay. So it's I, guy pine he's pining after something. Yeah. Okay. I saw the look in your eyes was calling me. Mm-hmm. Show me the path that I will take. Oh. You're the magnet and I'm the metal. Of course. Of course. I am getting closer and making a plan. Oh boy. All right, turn. Simply thinking about it makes my heart race. All right. Now I'm already liking it more than usual. Oh boy! All right. Oh boy, getting a little, little oh, risky heavy. there. All of my senses are asking for more. We cannot do this in a rush. Slowly. Yeah. I want to breathe in your neck slowly. Hmm. Let me murmur things in your ear, so that you remember if you're not with me. Slowly. I want to undress you in kisses slowly. Firmly in the walls of your labyrinth. Oh. And of your body. I want to create a manuscript. Up, up. Up, up, up. I want to see your hair dance. I'm not going to read any more of this because it's absolutely ridiculous. I'm trying to find the part when it actually gets... Four point... Or however many billion. 4.6 billion. And now people are like, hey, I wonder what maybe, that actually maybe we should, means. Maybe we should translate this. 
But even still, it's a song about a guy who wants to have sex with yeah. a girl. They're, oh boy! Oh jeez! This is this is crazy. And Rod the, Stewart made a, like a living off of it in the seventies. Yeah. yeah, Rod Stewart. Like if if you want my body and you think I'm sexy, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Th- this should not be remotely in the news for no. crying out loud. Just enjoy the song. Yeah, leave Luis Fonzi alone. Leave he the- wrote it. A- Hey, lay the funds out of it. He wrote a nice little song yeah. about a crush. Well, I can't imagine a guy like him ever thought he'd be, hey, I'm super, like, I'm going to have the biggest song ever. How much money do you think he's made off of that? Well, didn't I hear, isn't the story about your song getting streamed, you make, like, less than a fraction of a fraction of a penny? Like, per stream. Per stream. But still, even with... Six billion, right? Yeah, I'm at 4.6 billion, yeah. so... I mean, yeah, he probably has made a, a truckload off of that, right? Well, he, he did it, yeah, and he did a remix of it with Justin Bieber, which is the famous. So one. I would assume that that has something like that has some kind of value. You know, you attach Bieber as much as you hate him, you attach Bieber's name to it, and so it's, you're going to get some yeah. listens. Going to get a whole different audience. All right, uh, man, boy, I think that we were actually I did this all in the wrong order. Oh, so normally, man. we go through, so we can skip Despacito oh. on the way back. Hang on, though. Uh oh. Did I have an answer the, for you. Did you find you. the raunchy part? No, I have an answer for you. This is literally an article titled, This is how much money Louis Fonsi made from 4.6 billion streams of Despacito. Okay. Now, this is where Jimmy Pardo would bet, but because we're sniffing three hours, <laughs> we just get right to it. Um, it does not answer the question. Okay. Well, that's that's good. Okay. Well, we're moving on. Okay. So, uh, he, uh, 0.008 cents per stream. He's have, he'd have taken home royalties the tune of $36.8 million. Boy, I, I think he'll be okay. Wow. That's but, a lot, man. We need a video that gets a billion views. Right. Do you have any ideas? Nothing clever. Okay. We should post that yeah. sound from the airplane. Oh, yeah. That'll, that'll get us a couple billion. Listen to this robot dog bark on our plane. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to that out of context, and people aren't going to know what the hell we've been talking about for two and a half hours yeah. when you say... Robot dog bark bark whistling on an airplane. <laughs> All right, moving on from Despacito, uh, Michael Phelps. What a letdown! Big Not Big surprised, Star. but what a letdown. And uh, number or the first one on the list. You wanna go where people know? People all the same. You wanna go where everybody knows your name? Not. Already happened. <laughs> <laughs> what a thrill. What a privilege to be able to go there and see the inspiration, the bull and finch. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I really did. I'm glad I was able to see it. Once again, thank you to the people who came out. So before, uh, that was the, the Cheers theme song, obviously. Before that, we had Michael Phelps as part of Shark Week, which I know you were kind of excited about, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, we'll get more into it next time when we have a little more time. But Shark Week has a lot of good stuff and then some stuff that, hey, we need to make the news, so let's do this. Mm -hmm. Uh, This year's event was him, quote, racing a shark. Yes. So, obviously, everybody was wondering the logistics. How does that work? Yeah, they're going to put him in a pool. They didn't. And, of course, the internet was unhappy about how it went down because it was essentially Michael Phelps racing a simulated 
shark. Yeah, he raced a computer shark. Yep, where they, so they got timing from a shark, and then they said, hey, Michael Phelps, you're super, super slow compared to the shark. We're going to give you a fin, and then we're going to say the shark maxes at that speed, but then he really, really slows down, so you have a fighting chance, and we're going to double the size of the race because the shark's going to run out of energy, so you'll... Like it was You'll just make this, it si- sort of close. So they spent an hour trying to make it close, and then it was, yeah, hey, Michael, you're still slower than a great white shark. <laughs> and that, it was like it was the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, yeah, pretty much a bummer. And that was like the big kickoff to Shark Week. Yep, too, that was right? the Last that night. was the second event or the second hour uh, thing of Shark Week. And uh, yeah, yeah, that was that was a shame. All right, so we already talked at great length about Despacito before that. Sean Spicer, we mm-hmm. also talked about him a bunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was. Absolutely. Uh, I'm surprised he lasted as long as he did. Right. And then first on the list was the juice OJ Simpson. Yeah. Yeah. The, just the fact that his tail is still unwinding. What I other know. NFL star do you hear about in his 70s, right? Absolutely ridiculous. Nobody. Yet this guy is in the news for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. He seems like a genuine piece of human garbage. Yeah. Not the best. Not the best at all. Hey, remember, if uh, you want to order one of those T-shirts, the... Stephen Kyle podcast world tour t-shirts which figures a map or features a map on the back of it with all of our tour stops such as Boston and Detroit hey we're playing major cities at least oh well yeah. we're not going to uh, the Bob and Jim's uh, back you know back road pub here okay <laughs> We're doing uh, major towns, major venues. If you're interested in one of those t-shirts, we already ought to have a lot of interest, but uh, we're still not positive if we're actually going to make the order. Uh, we Hopefully, we will have enough where it makes it... It justifies the, yeah. the time and the effort and yeah. all of this that's going to go into it. So, uh, I think, would we say 20 apiece for them, and that includes shipping. Send us a uh, DM on Twitter or message us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Stephen Kyle. Yep. And at Stephen Kyle on Twitter. Uh, we will repost the images so you can see exactly what you're getting. Yep, just message us some way. Uh, I think that it might be, like, if you want, like, a 2X or a 3X or anything bigger than that, I believe it's, like, an extra $2. Uh, $2. Yeah, sure. yeah. if it happens, we'll have to see for sure yep. when we get the quotes from the people doing the actual labor of yeah. it. Thank you so much for everyone who came out. Uh, the seven or eight people or so came out to meet up with us in Boston. That was Asinine. completely unexpected. Uh, even though people said that they were going to show up, we yeah. just assumed that nothing, that nobody would. Well, it's an asinine way to spend yeah. your Saturday. And we'd be we'd be on our own for a day in Boston, which honestly would have been great. Right. I had a good time. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much to the, for that. Uh, please keep sharing the episodes and recommend uh, you know recommend friends to, to listen. You can download, subscribe, review the show on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, and on Libsyn, stephenkyle.libsyn.com. Uh, Facebook.com slash Stephen Kyle at Stephen Kyle on Twitter. Really appreciate it. We will talk to you next week. Same time.